Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring The Michael McCoy Show. Okay. Okay. Good afternoon. How's everybody doing? Happy Wednesday, June 9th, 2021. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to The Michael McCoy Show on SiriusXM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, wasn't able to get on last week, or was I? No. Yeah, I wasn't able to get on last week, so got a lot to catch up with. As you can tell, those of you that are actually watching the stream, thank you for tuning in on YouTube or Periscope, wherever. I got a lovely, handsome-looking young man next to me. Is that Do what they not... say? Is that what they say? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Do not put him in a box. He doesn't need an introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Uh, Kane's fans tuning in. No, Brian Monroe for his playing time at the U. Uh, man can play receiver. Don't just put him in a box as a punter. He's a soccer player. You know the deal. Um, Brian, thanks for coming in, man. How you been? I uh, appreciate you having me. Everything good? Can't complain, I like man. the hat. It looks yeah, good. Yeah, I mean. You know. I had, to, I had to do it, man. I had to do it. I almost never wear hats on here, but today was a special occasion. Uh, I should have so. told me I would have rocked the hat there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, first in guest studio, happy to be a uh, Kane alum, former Kane, well, fellow Kane. And then we got another one. I'm going to be talking basketball with football players today because LeVon Ponder will be calling in in give or take 17 minutes, so 20 at 1220. And, uh, man, we got... I want to talk some boxing, okay? That happened on oh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about that. I did check it out. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because uh, Larry, uh, he's a boxing enthusiast, and he was highly disappointed. He hated the the clown show, okay. so to speak, or whatever. Okay. So I want to talk about that. The elephant in the room, the NBA playoffs, as they show Kawhi and little highlights from last night's Utah and Clippers game. Let me turn on my volume on my phone here. And we'll get into a whole bunch of other stuff. We got the guys from uh, the Rundown Show calling in. They've been joining the show for the past couple of weeks talking NBA playoffs. But, Ro, tell me, what were you doing Sunday night, man? Sunday night? I yeah. Was, I was tuned into the boxing. Yeah. Well, it's Mayweather, and I wanted to see if Ocho Cinco could last. Man, you know, you want to know what? I, I didn't even know he was fighting, and I'm upset that I didn't realize it because that probably would have been the – the one that I would tune in to see more than than, than Mayweather. So I, I'll actually say this. I watched the whole entire card. Okay. And I think the second fight of the night was awesome. Okay. It actually was with Heard. I think with his Heard. name was. Okay. It was a great fight. Okay. It actually, if you want, if you wanted to watch boxing, okay. it was awesome. It, I think, they had a great fight. I think Frank was saying the same thing because he was talking to Larry um, earlier in the week about that same thing. And Frank, you were... Yeah, that was a fight of the night. The Heard Arias fight, that was a great yeah, fight. It, it, it was a good... Like, it was entertaining. Dudes okay. were getting... Put, like, it was awesome. Like, to me... We were sitting there like, yo, this, after the second round, third round, you're like, this is a great fight. Like, we're good. <laughs> At least they have something on this card. Okay. You know, like if you paid for it, right. you know, I got a fire stick, so it doesn't matter. Thank you. But if you paid for it, at least you got that fight where you were like, all right, cool. I got something that was entertaining. Like, Chad, you just hope he didn't end up like, you know who. I'm stretcher. <laughs> I don't want to say his name because he doesn't deserve it. Oh, um, okay. But... You just wanted to see some boxing because we knew what we were going to get from the Mayweather fight. Right. We knew what we were right. going to get. It is what it is. Right. And I don't get why people are so, like, upset. Like, people are, like, pissed off the next day. And I'm like, have you seen a Mayweather fight? <laughs> well, I mean, what do you mean by that? Because it was a totally different thing. We actually saw Mayweather attacking for a change, right? Oh, well, it's, it's a YouTube guy. Of course he's exactly. attack. But exactly. uh, he's, he, he was a bigger dude. I mean, uh -huh. six, almost 6'2", six mm -hmm. almost 35 pounds more. Uh -huh. So you knew Mayweather wasn't going to just go in and be like, right. I'm going to get one of these round, you know, these, these hooks. Because <laughs> strategic when it comes down to it, he could knock him out if he, he was able to touch him. Now, we exactly. knew he wasn't going to touch Mayweather because he's the best defensive fighter we've ever seen in our generation. Right. And when it comes to boxing, it happens every time. Even when Mayweather fights a normal boxer, 
everyone goes, ah, oh, man, that fight sucked. And I go, why? <laughs> why? And they're like, oh, well, he didn't knock anybody out. It's Mayweather. You should he notice. is the best defensive fighter. He's going notice. to actually box. It's like people yeah. that hate soccer. And I go, it doesn't oh, matter if it was one nothing. You have to watch the art in the game. Agreed. And Mayweather, Agreed. his art in the boxing match is what makes it beautiful. Okay. You have to appreciate what he does as a boxer. Not a knockout artist, because the last time that I've seen Mayweather knock somebody out, probably Ricky Hatton, I think, when he knocked him into the... Uh, it had to be way back in the day, right? Uh, way, I mean, okay. yeah, I'm old, you know, I'm old, but, you know... I'm right there with you, man. It's cool. We're in our prime. Okay. So Ricky Hatton is probably the last boxer I've seen Mayweather okay. knock out. Okay. Right? Um, you never go into a Mayweather fight knowing he's going to knock somebody out. That's not <laughs> what he does. He's going to go get points. He's going to show you why I'm the best boxer of all time. Did you see the clip, and Frank showed it to me, I think it was yesterday, maybe even the day before. Uh, it was on Showtime Boxing's Twitter account. They tweeted where, what's his name, Logan Paul or Paul Logan? Where it looked like he got knocked him. out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Mayweather held him up. I mean, he was already carrying him through the whole fight, so. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had to carry him the rest, right? So, I mean, I, I want, I mean, the thing is, look. He's a Showtime guy. He's a box office guy. This other dude apparently is on the same level or at least close to it because of the amount of followers he has. He wouldn't have been here if it wasn't because of YouTube. So I don't know how much of that was real. I don't know how much of it was staged. To me, even if a little bit was staged, that throws the whole thing off. And, you know, at the end, they were buddy-buddy and, oh, giving props to each other. So, I mean, if you want entertainment, if you're a Mayweather fan, you were tuned in. I just wanted to see boxing and whatever. I didn't pay for it either. I'm glad. Oh, I mean, listen, <laughs> there's no way anybody was looking to wa watch real boxing. If you yeah, yeah. There's no way you did. Yeah, and if you true. did, you're an idiot. I got some land true. in Alaska I can sell you. Like, like <laughs> it, you're, you are literally an idiot if you tuned in to see some, like, real boxing because you're watching 44-year-old Mayweather fight a YouTube star. star. Right. Yeah, no. It, it is what it is. <laughs> and you know what? I think it, I think it sucks for boxing That was because I feel like uh, a lot of boxers are probably pissed off just gonna that their sport is getting a little bit smeared mm -hmm. um because now you know like even the real boxers are like yo i'm not even making this money that this mm -hmm. youtube guy is mm -hmm. people are buying it and they're like yo boxing's a joke so that means my sport's a joke and i'm working so hard my whole entire life to get to the, the tops of the tops and i got these dudes on youtube and tiktok or whatever they are are making the real money and people are tuning in and they're they're terrible thank you we have a boxing purist and enthusiast right here. He's probably in his office, Larry, and it pissed him off so so much so that a couple of shows ago he called uh, Vic Bermudez. I'm pretty sure you know. Yeah, I know Vic. Is. That's and my dog. He's, he's a big time Mayweather oh, fan, he, and he's huge. You cannot tell him anything wrong about Mayweather. You no. can't tell him anything wrong that boxing's off or anything because he's to him boxing is not peaking but doing well. Uh, same with Canelo. You can't say nothing about Canelo or he's gonna he's gonna jump uh, like on your throat. I like Canelo. I mean, listen, I like him a lot. Canelo's cool. I was highly disappointed. I went to the last fight. Really? At the Hard Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. And I was pissed off. Why? The dude threw in the towel after the third round. Oh, I didn't and, know that. And the what? guy couldn't fight. The dude he picked could not fight. I'm sorry. He the, doc the doctors ended up calling him ineligible. But, yeah, it was after, like, round three. No Bruh, way. When was this? Terrible. Um, a month beginning ago? Beginning of June, I believe. Look. Sorry, uh, beginning of May. Beginning of May. No, he was uh, down like here. A month or two ago? Yeah, wow. yeah, was that Hard Rock? Listen, almost sold out. That place was Really? Packed. And tons of fighters. The stadium or the stadium. hotel? No, the same place that made where the wow, fight was at. Oh, okay. It was Canelo was the headline, and they had like, you know, like a normal card. Probably oh, like another shoot. seven fights before it. Some hometown kids. I think there was a kid from Hialeah that Vic yeah. put up on his thing. Yeah. And then there was like, uh, Bud Crawford was there. Because okay. we were, the section we were sitting in was, you know, the 72 Club for Miami. Yes. So we were sitting in there. So like, Bud Crawford was in there. Okay. Um, 
Shakur Stevens was in there. Okay. Uh, Colby Covington was in there. Hate him, but he was in there. <laughs> and actually, he's a big dude, so I'm not even going to say anything anymore. Uh, but there was a ton of fighters there. Tyson was there. Oh, so wow. it was entertaining. But you got to the main event, and it was like, bro, this is the scrub you picked? Ah, dang. That sucks. Three. Let me ask you this. You brought up Tyson. What did you think about that Roy Jones Tyson thing? I, 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 you think it was a marker for boxing? It brought me back to my childhood, so I, I had I had to see it, you know. And Tyson was taking it nice on him. Tyson, <laughs> Tyson could have knocked him out. Tyson's crazy. But man. Tyson literally was doing body shots and he was smiling. <laughs> and Roy got hit with one. Was like, oh my goodness, <sighs> maybe I shouldn't be in here. I it, that one went what eight, eight, ten rounds? I think maybe eight it rounds. It was an eight, eight, eight round exhibition, just, like, just um, like Mayweather. Mayweather but you know what? Triller does the music, even though half of their music is terrible. Right, right. <laughs> but they, you know, it's cool. Like Triller's got one coming up here. Okay. They've got um, Teofimo Lopez is fighting at Marlins Park. Oh, when and was this? I know who It's that coming is. up in a, mo- a week or two. Okay. We've got to so talk about that. That's then. the next one coming up. And they're going to have, like, artists. I think Meek Mill's performing. Wow. Potentially. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but at least if you pay for that, you get <laughs> boxing and you get a little, like, music. You know, it's cool. Right. I'm not going to pay for a concert, but, you know, some people will. <laughs> this is why I tell you guys not to put him in a box, okay? He punted at UM. He's a low-key quality wide receiver. If you give him, put him on, you know, tell him to run some routes. I'm all right. Knows about soccer. And you hear him talking, talking about boxing. He's schooling me because I'm not the biggest boxing fan. I tune in because really nothing else to do sometimes. But um, we're not just going to close. We're, sorry, we're not just going to talk about this. We got, obviously, the elephant in the room, NBA playoffs. As Why do they? Oh, let, me not say, let me not say. You know we got a lot of soccer coming up, too. I knew. I was hoping you were going to bring that up. But let me tell you something. I don't have anything to contribute to that conversation. What? You know, last night Argentina and Colombia played. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I do now. It, and they tied 2 2. <laughs> I do now. So listen, I'm not telling you to not talk soccer. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you that I will have nothing to contribute and I will be listening and I, I, I will be, you will have to be the used car salesman to get me to tune in. I mean, listen, here, in, 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 we talked about before when it comes to soccer. This is a great summer for soccer. You did right? say that. Because we have a World Cup qualifiers going on right now. You did right? say so that. So you got all the South American teams. Obviously, uh, USA beat Mexico the other day in the okay. Nations League final, which was awesome. Uh, great match. But coming up in a week, you have Copa America, which is the oldest tournament. In the world? In, in wow. history. And then you also have Euros, which is one of the best tournaments as far as collective talent that you have going on. So June 13th, Copa starts, and June 13th, Euro starts. They start on the same day? Same day. So the great thing is is that you're going to get matches in this weekend from 9 a.m. all the way up until nighttime because Copa's at night and in late afternoon while Europe is obviously morning because of the time change. That sounds like college football. So for a soccer fan, it's like Christmas. I can't wait. (laughs) I, I can't wait. Brian's a soccer guy first, okay? He grew up, if he wasn't playing football, he'd be doing soccer. Okay, that's his thing, grew that's up. Facts. Tell him a little bit about that and your background with soccer, Brian, if you don't mind. Say it again? Tell him a little about your soccer background, if you don't mind. Okay, so yeah, I grew up playing soccer. Um, it was my first love. I traveled, you know, all over the country. Mm-hmm. played on a couple of travel teams. I played on ODP, which is Olympic right. Development Program, before MLS had academies for wow. kids to go to. Um, I traveled half of Europe. For soccer, I played against Borussia Dortmund's uh, youth team. I played against Juventus' youth team. I, ca- I played against the Grasshoppers' youth team in Zurich, Switzerland. Um, but I thought I was going to be a soccer player. And then uh, football came around, and f- a free scholarship came. So I told my mom, hey, you ain't got to pay for school, so <laughs> let's just pivot. Mom, I- I'm making it easier on you. L- let's just change, <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to pivot real quick. But, um, you know. Pivot. 
<laughs> my first love still is soccer, even though I am a football junkie now. Um, but when there's a good when there's a good match on, even if it's not my team that I follow, uh-huh. I just like watching a good match. I hear you. I hear you. Um, we're also going to get into some football talk as, you know, there's a lot going on, man. Aaron Rodgers, what the hell's going on with him? Um, there's a particular tweet that uh, Dan Orlovsky put out, and it's kind of been a topic of conversation between Frank and Larry and I the past few days. It's about quarterbacks. Okay. And a certain quarterback used to play here for the Dolphins. And just before you got on the studio, I think it was uh, Perkins or somebody on the TV said that the Titans are winning the Super Bowl this year. Are winning the Super I'll take that bet. You'll take that bet? I'll take that bet. So you'll probably take the bet that he's that Tannehill's going to be MVP? No. No? I'm betting the field. You're betting the field? No way in hell. <laughs> okay. We're going to get into that conversation because we were talking about that yesterday. And there's just a lot I want to uh, get to, man. I admittedly did not watch the Utah game last night, and I'm pissed off about that. What? I didn't get to watch it. Are you it. a sports? Do you, oh, you host it. a radio show? I didn't get to watch it. Nope. Is this, is this a sports radio show or is this like I cooking? I didn't get to watch it. I saw parts of it, you know, like replay stuff, but I didn't get to I didn't get to watch the whole thing. So I'm gonna lean on you a little bit for that. Don't think I won't be able to carry that on the conversation, okay? Vaughn should be calling in in a little bit about that. My boy Kason Davis from the um from the rundown show is gonna be calling in. Rich Negron Perez, Rich Perez Negron might join us because you guys know that those two are a tandem and they've been calling in since the playoffs started. Well, since the playing game started, so um, definitely Kason for sure. And it's going to be a really good conversation. Don't put uh, LeVon Ponder in a box either because just because he was a safety, a hard-hitting safety, the boy played some high school basketball over at Payson. You hear him talk about the game and you say, hold up. I mean, why, didn't you, why, wasn't you, why weren't you a dual sports star at UM? He was short. Damn. You, you, you heard that, Vaughn? I didn't My say bad. it. I, I'm telling I how it is. It. I didn't say it, Vaughn. <laughs> I didn't say it. Listen, um, 16. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. Vaughn should be calling in in a second. So, uh, Brian Moreau in the studio. You've been listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Bro. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is WWE Superstar The Big Show, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Old school throwback right there. Trick Daddy in the house. This came out when I think I was like a sophomore. I know, first of all, this is recorded at Miami Northwestern's gym, okay? And the skinny little dude dancing in, in this song, I know him. I know of him. I don't know him personally. But anyway, um, you're listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. I am joined live in studio by my buddy Brian Monroe. What's good? Yes, yes. We were just talking about soccer. He was schooling me about soccer. And I know that June 13th is the day. Okay. June 13th is the June 13th day. June 13th is the day. That's what? Saturday? It's the day. Sunday. Sunday. So I'm supposed to be watching the Euros and what was the other tournament? Sorry. Copa America. Copa. Copa America. Okay. But right now, okay, um, did he call in, Frank? Not yet. Vaughn, where you at, man? Where you at? We're waiting for your call, man. Let's do this. We got Vaughn, a segment set, set aside for you to talk some hoops because I know you got a lot to get off your chest and, you know, on here on these national airwaves. So let's do it, man. Just go ahead and call in. They'll patch you through. But right now... Let's go ahead and talk about the playoffs last night. I wanted to ask you, Ro, because there's so many different storylines. I actually don't know where to start. KD playing out of his ever-loving mind. The Nets making it look easy without Harden. Um, and to me, in that series, the only way, you know, Philly has a chance if, if, is if, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not Philly, not playing Philly. The Bucs don't have a chance. The Bucs don't have a chance. At How all? do you feel about that? I, I don't, not man. Not giving them nothing? 
I don't because I don't think Giannis has the elite parts around him, and I don't think this has anything to do with Giannis. I honestly don't think it has anything to do with Giannis. And people are dogging Giannis. This is going to be the series that oh he can't take him over the hump. You're going to compare his 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 Robin to 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 what KD has as Robin. Well, I'll say this. Uh, let, me, let me correct myself first of all when it comes to soccer. June 11th is the first match. 11th, Which okay. is Italy versus Turkey. Um, okay. I got yelled at by somebody in a text right now. <laughs> but I'm an English fan, so June 13th for me is when the tournament starts because it's 9 a.m. we play Croatia. But let's go back to Giannis. Um, right. Here's the thing when it comes to Giannis. You're the alpha dog. Yeah. Everything you know, lies on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It, doesn't make, it doesn't matter if you guys win, lose, whatever. It's going to be on you. Okay. Now, last year, you guys got beat by the Heat. So what do they do? All right, let's make some moves, mm-hmm. bring in Drew Holiday, and help you out. I thought that was a great piece for them because if you saw in the first round with the Heat, the Heat weren't able to play the defense they wanted to play nope. because Drew Holiday was sitting on the outside and he could be another scorer. All right, Chris Milton, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. I don't think he's a max dude the money that he got. No. But <laughs> no, he's not. If, he's not, if he's off, now I got Drew Holiday. And you can't bring that extra double team down low, uh-huh. to be honest. The Heat killed him with last year. Facts. So – you look at the Nets. The Nets are stacked. Let's just call it what it is. They're stacked. And they're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Shout out Bruce Brown, the U. Yes. He's playing out of his mind. Great defense down yes. low. He was playing the five the other day. I was shocked about mm-hmm. that. But you, if you're an MVP, back-to-back, I need 30 or 40 from you every night. Spider okay. did it last night for Utah. Luka did it the whole time against the Clippers. I need 30 or 40 from you every night. Let me ask you though, is that gonna would will that make a difference in this series? Of course. You think so? Of course. If his if 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 I mean look, you got I can't even pronounce it. Dante. The starting he's out, okay, which I think is a big hit. DiVincenzo. Brooke, those guys are gonna need to hit 12. Bobby Portis, all these guys, okay. PJ Tucker's gonna be need to kind of is going to be needing to play a lot more consistent. I mean, nobody's gonna slow down KD, not even slow down KD, but I don't know, rough him up. Get physical. I'm not. I'm, I'm not condoning. You know, whatever. But that's how you get in that guy's head. That's no, how you, you slow a guy you, like you KD need to down. hit him. You okay. need to hit him. Okay. Listen, we got into a soft society. You He's can hit somebody. That. You can literally hit somebody, and it's good. It's cool. Not a big deal in basketball. <laughs> you just rough him up. I'm not talking about punching the dude, but I hear you. you need to give him a body. Yes, because he gets too comfortable. He's one of the most prolific scorers of all time when it comes to the NBA. That's how defenses would try to throw Steph off, and they somewhat worked. Okay, we saw Steph kind of struggle in you know previous finals, but. I don't think 30 or 40 from Giannis would work, man. Because but you, you got to remember, you got your big three. So if I get 35, 30 from Giannis, if I get 22 from Middleton, and then Drew, I need you in the teens. All I'm saying is, going back to your point against the Heat, they, they built this year's team, I think, to beat the Heat. The Heat. Nobody knew that this Brooklyn team was going to come together. Yeah, but no, no, you couldn't build a team to beat them. I'm sorry. And by the way, you're getting blown out without James Harden. You are. And I mean, damn, man. That's why I don't think that I, – I don't know. We'll see, man. But look, they're going back to Milwaukee for game three. We'll see how that hand, I mean, you know, how they handle that. But I hope – look, I want to see Giannis put 30-plus and see if that – because what was the score the other day? 126 to uh, – 125 to 86? Is that what it was? Yeah, it was It was nasty. They were down by 49 points at one point. It was nasty. I think they won by 39. Jesus Christ. Here it is. 125 to 86. And 46. the box score in that game 46. read. Something like that. Oof. Hey, but you got to remember this. Everybody always asks you in like week eight of football, uh-huh. who you got going to the Super Bowl. I'm like, uh, you can't bro, do that. You can't do that. Ask me in week 16. For, for a serious prediction, you can't do that. So it's the same thing going into the playoffs of the NBA. Who is the hottest team? Yes, right? I 100% agree. Right now, 
the Nets. I think they ended their season on like a six-game winning mm-hmm. streak, five-game mm-hmm. winning streak. Their role players are stepping up. Right. Look at the Lakers last year. Of course, LeBron and AD did their thing, but their role players hit big shots. Their role players right now are killing the series. Bruce Brown, double digits. Um, Harris, destroying it. I mean, he's a sniper, but he's stepping up. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. I mean, where did he come from? <laughs> where, literally, where did he come from? Did like Kylie Jenner come back into his life? That's why he's playing again? Man, look, I don't think he ever lost it. Honestly, I just think he was he, he didn't want to be in Detroit and he just gave me out of here. I don't know. He's motivated now. He wasn't motivated in Detroit. And I obviously he's not the same player, but I hate people calling guys like him done. Derek Rose done. I hate it. Let them actually show you that they cannot play anymore instead of basing your done prediction off of an injury. I think that's the stupidest thing. Are you fighting people on Twitter again? Come on, man. Come on. You, you, Come on, man. Again, you're, you're wasting your time. Come on, man. This is like Joe Blow in his mom's basement and <laughs> underwear. Like, can't do it. Just let the guy that's never oh. stepped on the court or a field or talked about sports, let him rant on Twitter and just laugh. I can't do it. It, it wastes too much time. I can't. I, I try, hear you. I, I hear tried you. it one time, and my phone was just, brr, 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 and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> it takes too much battery out my phone. I should have never said that. <laughs> like, I said one thing one time, and Omar Kelly retweeted me. Oh, no. And the next thing you know. Oh, hundreds of mentions. I had every dude in my DMs like, you're an idiot, bro. That doesn't make any sense, bro. And I'm like, of course it makes sense. Because the last team that just won the Super Bowl won through free agencies. So what you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, but I can't do it. I just can't. It wastes too much time. Oh, my God. What about the other series in the East? What about, you know, Philly and and the Hawks? Philly tied it up. The The only way I see Philly winning that series is if... Joel's that dude. No, no, Philly's going to win. You think so? No, I hope win. so. No, no, Philly's going to win. I'm they're they're going to go steal one from Atlanta, and okay. they're going to get home court. But I think Doc is is the better coach. I think he's made his adjustments. Okay, you right. saw in the game last night. Yeah. Um, you know the thing that you're going to need Embiid always to be in the 30s yes. or in the 40s because as much as Ben Simmons is a freak athlete, uh-huh. you know, defensive, one of the best, but right. man can't shoot. I know, man. I know. And if it's a close game and they do hack of Simmons, I know. I it's get tough it. to watch. I changed the game the other day, the first uh, game one. Once they do it, hack of Simmons, I was like, I can't watch this. This is trash. Do you think? Obviously, it's not going to happen this year. But let's say Brooklyn didn't form, okay, or or even whatever. Let's say they. I don't know. I don't know. But is that team capable of winning a, a, a championship with Ben Simmons the way he is at the line and shooting? No. Why? You got the Nets. Just period. Just forget the Nets. Just having that piece on your team that's a starting point guard that cannot shoot, there's a liability shooting and going to the free throw line. Can you win a championship in this day and age with that guy on your team? No, because I don't think they have enough scores. Right? Because okay. when you look at, you know, the last couple of teams that won the championship, they've had multiple guys that are scorers. Right? And obviously the Lakers are LeBron. He's right. a freak. Not everybody has LeBron. Right. But the rest of them, if you look at Golden State, if you look at the Toronto team, mm-hmm. They have multiple scores. Okay, so if you take Simmons and Embiid off, who you got next? Can't do that though, man. I'm I'm saying though, who's my third score? That's the way I, NBA feel. That's it's what it is. We live in. I love Tobias. Cool. Tobias is a baller. He got Seth paid, is getting better he, by the game. He paid. He got paid max contract. Tobias Harris. Are you gonna say he's gonna give you twenty every game? He can. He absolutely. I, can. I didn't. I didn't say could he. I say is he. I say yeah. Yeah. He's going to he, he's let's gonna, look let's look at the last yeah. two games. What does he got? So, game 2 Tobias Harris had 22. Okay. He was plus 11. Okay. okay. And the game he was 11 lost? of 19. 
The game they lost? In the game one loss, they, which was what, Sunday? Tobias Harris netted 20 on 8 of 13 shooting. All right, so he's barely getting there. He's barely getting there. So you're going to win. He's giving you 20 plus. You're going to give you a championship with a guy barely getting there. The thing is, he has to be the third option. Or maybe that's not good enough to be a second option. My man, how much is he getting paid? How much is he getting paid? A lot more than me. What is he, 180? He's a 180 guy, I think, or 150? Up there. Okay. I need you to average 25. If you're getting paid a hundred and something million dollars, and all I'm only doing is asking you to just put the ball through the hoop. He could do that, man. No, he can't on a consistent basis. No, that. he cannot. Jay Cole cannot do that. What's the though. difference between Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler? Are to me, it's the same guy. No, it's not. To me, it's the Jimmy, same player. I, I could give the ball to Jimmy in the crunch time, he's gonna give me the bucket. I can't depend on Jay Cole to do that. You wanna know why Jimmy's pissing me off? Mind you, he's the, my favorite player in the NBA. He 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 passes off too much. He's starting to do that a lot. When he needs to not do that. I feel you, but you want to hear something, and maybe the Heat fans are going to hate me for this. Jimmy's not a one. He's not, and they know that. Jimmy's he's, not a one. He's, he, let me take that back. He, he could be a one, but no. to win a championship, he can't be your one. He's not a one. He can't be your one to win. I love Jimmy to death because I, I, I love him because he's got that dog mentality that's, that a lot of NBA players do it. not have. That's it. Um, but he's not a one. You know, the rumors that are coming around in this offseason, the NBA, and I hope, yeah, I think he would look nice in Heat jersey, D. Lillard. Would look amazing in a Heat jersey, but you know there's some rumors going behind. You know the Lakers are getting involved. You know there's Bradley Beal's floating around. But if Pat Riley is able to pull that trade off and get Damian Lillard down here, now you're talking about the Heat can be right there with the Nets. Remember that this 180 million dollar extension for Jimmy's floating around. Yeah, they gotta. But uh, if Jimmy wants to win. And compete with the Nets mm-hmm. and, you know, the Suns and the Lakers of everybody else in, the, in this league. You know you're going to have to take less money and be able to fit in the cap space. Okay. And bring another dude. Listen, the Lakers, I mean, the, the Heat, when we had the Heatles, yes, I know they got paid, people. But they took <laughs> less money <laughs> to did. make it work. They did. If you don't take less money, it's not going to work. But if you take less money, Jimmy, and you bring somebody like, you know, Lillard. That's, that's the Heat way. Bradley Beal. And I, and I get it, Heat fans. Y'all are crazy to say, oh, I didn't want to get rid of Duncan Robinson or Tally Hero <laughs> back in the day for Harden. Like, y'all are idiots. You guys are idiots. You literally Preach! could have had a prolific score right now in the yeah, playoffs if you brought in a Bradley Beal. But you wanted to keep Tally Hero <laughs> and Duncan Robinson because they're good shooters. And he's got the swag, Tally. I mean, listen, I get it. I'm, I'm the one that picked it on air. I picked, I picked the Heat taking Tally Hero. Okay. And they were like, you're an idiot. He's not going to take Tally Hero. I'm like, yes, he is. When the Heat were bad, they were terrible at the threes, and they were terrible at the free throw line. Right. So tell her from Kentucky, he's awesome. That's that guy. Sure enough, they picked him one night, and everybody booed in the arena. Yeah, sure Just so did. you know, there sure was three did. people, me and two other dudes, <laughs> cheering for the pick. But when it comes down to it, there's selective guys that you would trade, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Dunn, all the guys, for Bradley Beal, Lillard, Harden. Those are dudes you could, pick, you could trade. Is Riley taking heat for not making that move? Do you think? Do, do, do you think there's like a? Eh, no, he takes a, he's, he's he's the Don, he's the OG, he's the Godfather. You, okay. He's never gonna get heat because you know what? He's brought multiple championships to this city. He's brought multiple championships to other teams. Um, the, he's done stuff where you didn't think it was gonna happen. Where they have two million dollars in cap space and they brought in Jimmy Butler. Nobody right. thought it was gonna happen. Right. I think he's gonna take heat because you kept the wrong dude this offseason. Uh huh. I think you should have kept Crowder. 
Instead yeah, of, man. I've been saying that. Yep. Instead of that Twitch player that you kept, you know, that guy. <laughs> I'm not even going to bring his name up because he doesn't deserve it. No. Um, we're not going to speak his name on these airways. But you should have brought in Crowder because he's more of a dog. He's yeah, a perimeter man. defender. He, yep. He's going to give you some scoring from yep. threes, as you see with the Suns. And a toughness. He's balling. And size, which the Heat can use. Can use. Um, I think he took heat for that, especially now that Jay Crowder had a great game. I yeah. think he started off four or five on threes. Right. And he's, you know, he's that perimeter defender that we needed. Um, but I don't think – you're never going to give him heat because he brought you championships. He brought you things that you didn't think could happen with Jimmy Butler. Nobody thought, like, oh, LeBron, Bosh, yeah, we're going to make it work. He's pissed some people off. You know, the whole Wade thing, he took a lot of flack for that. That's different because <laughs> it's D-Wade, and I feel like D-Wade is, you know, D-Wade's the god uh-huh. in Miami. Um, and now he's the owner of uh, the Jazz, the team that we're going to get into. He's giving a little, like, you know, pointers to, like, Spider on the side and the court. I was like, hmm, that'd be nice to have on the Heat. But for whatever reason, I get why billionaires don't want to give up the piece of the pie. I get it. Listen, they're, they're billionaires for a reason. It's not because they were nice. It's because they were a-holes. Listen, trust me. Yeah, you're not going to get anywhere ahead being it, that it, guy. If you look at multiple owners in, in, in the world, mm-hmm. they're not great dudes. They <laughs> pretend to be great dudes, but they're not. They're good businessmen. I could tell you stories about certain owners where you're like, wow. What I know he didn't say that about his players. Wow. Yeah, I had, I had friends that played in the league, uh-huh. and one of the owners literally said to dudes, don't look at me after you're playing for a job. I'll never hire a former player to oh work for me. God, man. Yeah, uh, he, he got fired for sexual assault and some other things. But, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah but that's that's them. That's that's them. I hear you. you no, know? no, no. Yay. Damn. But like, I, mean, I would love to play for Tepper. I feel like Tepper's a great dude. If you look at that dude, he looks like a great dude. <laughs> but, like, Stephen Ross, he ain't a great dude. But he's not even a football guy. He's, the, he's a businessman. They're, a lot of them aren't sports dudes. That's, that's, I think that sucks, and I think that's part of the problem. But they love money, which we all do, yeah, and yeah. they got a bunch of it. And, I mean, as a dude, as a dude, let's just say this, hypothetically. Uh-huh. I'm not calling him that, but I'm calling him that. What if you're a loser your whole life? What if you're a <laughs> dork or a nerd your whole life, right? <laughs> Growing up, nobody hangs with you. Uh-huh. You just stick to yourself. Right. You, you, you write your algorithms. Okay. You do your coding. Uh-huh. You become a billionaire. What's the first thing you're going to do to be cool? Buy a sports team. I'm going to get a sports team. I know nothing Buy about this sport, team. but you know what? Everybody's going to like me. Buy a sports and team. And I'm going to be the head of this, and all the athletes, all the celebrities, all the chicks are going to want me. So you know what? Most dudes that own teams are dorks. <laughs> and it's cool. It's cool. They did a great job of making money, but they're dorks. They did their job. You want to know what? I got into the wrong. What the hell am I doing on radio? I should have been a a, 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 a nerd and a dork and all of that and, a, and an owner. I tried to cheat <laughs> off their pages. They wouldn't let me in high school. I tried. We were supposed to be talking about football. LeVon Ponder was supposed to be calling in. We're going to go ahead and talk football on the next segment. Vaughn, this is your chance, bro, because at 1 o'clock, I got somebody else calling in, man. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, and you're listening to Slam Radio. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. How you been, man? How you how you doing? How's it, how's it going over there? And uh, what you're in Houston, right? I'm in Dallas. You're in Dallas, yeah. okay. 
Ladies and gentlemen, LaVon Ponder joining us on the Michael McCoy Show, Series XM Channel 145. Uh, we got a couple former Canes football players talking basketball. Again, don't put these guys in a box. I told them already, Vaughn, uh, you know a thing or two about the hardwood. Played some ball over at pace and um, got your boy Roa on, on. What's up, my brother? Oh, I think I'm off. Can you hear me? Now you can hear me. Yeah. LaVon, what's good, my brother? What's going on? Man, you know, we chilling. We chilling. A nice, uh, what's today's date? I lost the, the date. Ninth. What's the wait? It's Wednesday? Wednesday the 9th. I mean, I don't, know okay. what it look, I don't know what it looks like out in Texas, but if you look out to the left of us, we got blue skies, about 80 degrees. I think after I leave here, I'm going to go to the beach. I did that yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I was at Muscle Beach yesterday. It was the first time doing it. Okay, my bad. I ain't saying I'm going to do all that. I was working out. I, I'm old, I'm old and out of shape, out. okay? I'm just going to go keep my shirt on, try to pick up somebody. I was I'm looking at go to the beach. <laughs> They got beaches well, I, over there, right? I, I, I get to go to a lake, maybe. And right now it's cloudy and gray outside, so it's about to rain again. Well, let, let's let's put this breaking news that uh, Frank just texted me, Bleacher Report, just now putting out there that Pat Riley was fined for tampering. What did Pat Riley do? He president fined $25,000 for his comments about LeBron doing radio interview last week. I think I heard that interview. And he was saying, yeah, I'd take him back. Or, yeah, he could come back at any time, something like that. So, so he gave him a shiny key under the mat if he wanted to use ex- it. Yep, there you go. That's what it was. A big old, hey, I'll c- you, you, could, you could come back whenever you want to, Dwayne. I mean, LeBron James, that's what, that's what Pat Riley said. But we're talking about the playoffs right now. Take what you want out of that. Fine, Vaughn, Roe, those listening. LeVon, man, I wanted to ask you what's going on in these playoffs, man. What do you like? What do you see? What stands out to you the most? We had a couple games last night. Things are kind of getting tight. You know, we're talking about Philly a little bit. We're talking about the Nets, who seem to be unstoppable. Uh, what is it that's catching your eye so far? Man, the Suns are really catching my eye as a team that's playing. You know, beat, they knocked off the, the previous champs, the Lakers. And then uh, what it was Monday, they come in and, and put a, a a whooping on the – Yeah. Put a whooping on the Nuggets. It's mm-hmm. like, man, they just came in and they – like, it looked like they're ready to play and like they're ready to go to the finals. And, and I would say give the Nets, because I don't think anybody is going to be the Nets, uh, a run for their month. No, nah, no. Nah, we already established that. I think, look, I was way knee-jerker-ish saying this when it happened, but when the Nets completed the trade for Harden, without seeing them play a game, I think they played two games, maybe maybe three games. They hadn't won a championship. They hadn't played ten games together. They just looked like they were playing together their entire lives. Um, that could be the best trio I've ever seen. Yes, I know I just got through seeing KD, Steph, and Clay. I know that, and they won championships. But if these guys stay healthy, to me, that's a better trio than those three. Why? Because this trio offensively doesn't need to rely on jumpers. They could, they could, all of them could get in the lane, all three of them. So there's a hot take for you guys, but I don't think anybody's beating them. Going back to what you were saying about the Suns, they could beat the Nuggets, but you want to know what? The X factor to that series, to me, is DeAndre Ayton. If he can play halfway decent against Jokic, who the other night didn't look so hot, um, that's it right there. You just slow down the MVP. That's really all you got to do, bro. Hey, yeah, DeAndre Ayton has to foul trouble, though. He was in foul trouble a lot in the Lakers series. And when he wasn't in foul trouble, they would dominate the Lakers. So that, that's the big thing for DeAndre Ayton, just stay out of foul trouble. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Um, how do you see it, bro? I mean, listen, I think the Suns, like LeVon said, they're a team where you look at that they were just missing that one piece. That one piece mm-hmm. was Chris Paul. Paul. He brings in that veteran leadership. He brings in that, hey, this is what we need to do to win. 
I feel like it was a perfect marriage because Chris Paul was missing those young guns Thank you. to help him out. And those young guns were missing that leader to take the next step. Um, shout out uh, James Jones, the U in the house, doing a great job over there. We're global. Um, we're all over, man. As well. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I feel like if the Suns can make it out of the West and they play the Nets, that's a very attractive finals right there. The nuts and the, the, the nuts. The nuts. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, wait. What <laughs> are you nets thinking about? The nets and the suns. <laughs> the nets and the suns, okay? That's what I let, – let's, let's, let's do that. Let's, not these, all right, but the nets and the suns, ladies and gentlemen. This is a family show. Okay. Um, the other series that we – you know, talk, and again, I hate that I didn't get to watch all of it, the Clippers and the Suns. Who's the best player right now? Can, let me ask you both this, all right, and Ro, you can answer first. Can the best player in the NBA, can the best player in the world not be playing right now? Is that possible? Because right now, after game seven, people were probably saying, oh, uh, uh, Kawhi's probably the best player right now in the NBA. After game seven, like a whole knee-jerk reaction thing. But Luka just got bounced. Can the best player in the NBA right now not be playing, Ro? No. Why? Cause, just because he's not playing? Well, no, because I think the best player is playing. And who's that? AD. KD, okay. I mean, okay. listen. That's fair. When you I, look at KD, he is, in my opinion, the best scorer mm-hmm. in NBA history. Oof. Why? Okay. Because he's a seven-footer who's a freak. He's got handles like a point guard. He, does, he can pull up from three. He does. He does everything you, can, you, you want as a player. The only thing that's a downfall, oh, he's slim. And What? It's basketball. Yeah. It's not football. It's basketball. And nobody takes advantage of – it's not like people try to bang him in the post. No. So it doesn't really – it's not even a knock on him. It's not something – it's like a Ben Simmons can't shoot free throws. It's not even like that. To me, KD is the best player in the world when he's healthy. LeVon, man, tell me what you think about um, about this Clippers and and, – who are they playing again? The Jazz Series. I'm hoping the Clippers come out because I want the Clippers to go to the finals. Hmm. I, I the Clippers, they they have a, a funny way about them. It's like they come they come to play when it's not time to play, and they play when it's when it's. Oh, I don't know. This is funny about them. <laughs> like they 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 pull up and play when they they playing against Luca. They know they could shut all other four guys uh-huh. and let Luca get make a win. Now in this series against the Jazz, they like they like let let's let Donovan Mitchell go off, and then they let. Uh, Jordan Clarkson gave his point. Yeah. Now they down in the series 0-1. So I don't. It's it's funny with them, but I don't. I don't think they had enough to beat the Jazz, even Oof. though they are one of the best teams in the NBA. But I think the three point shooting between those two teams, with the Jazz being one of the, the like I think number two behind them mm-hmm. in in the NBA in three point sh- shooting, I I just think the Jazz has that extra defense that gets them over the top in this series. They hit 17 threes last night, and they're shooting threes kind of like the Warriors did several years ago, kind of like Houston tried to do several years ago. Um, I just don't think it's going to last because, look, I know we just got through seeing jump shooting a jump shooting team you know, and their dynasty. I'm talking about the Warriors. But that does, the last, before that, the last jump shooting team to win a title was Dallas, okay? And it, I just don't think this is going to last. That's how I feel. Yeah, 
uh, you can see where Donovan Mitchell gets to the to the right. board and gets glass at, at will. He last night he was killing getting to the glass, and then when that when that started opening up, everybody started shooting threes. It's like, man, what, which one are you gonna stop? He had didn't he have what, what, he had forty five. Last night, okay, and they won by three. They were down by 12. To me, that means that the Clippers had, and again, I didn't watch the game, but looking at that and seeing the parts of the game that I did see, and again, Kawhi only had, what, 23. Um, The Clippers lost it more than the Jazz won it. That's what it sounds like. Yep. Did you watch the game last night? Of course. How did you I mean, I I don't have my own show and everything like that, but I like sports, so I'm going to (laughs) watch. I don't know about you. Tell me what you saw, man, because, again, I wasn't able to see the whole thing and, you know, losing by three – I don't. I listen. Tell me, bro. I mean, listen. If you tell me that Donovan Mitchell is going to get forty-five every night, which cool, is not going to happen, they're going to win. It's not going to happen, though. So if he doesn't keep that up, we know what's going to happen. The Clippers are going to come back just like they did against the Mavs. They were down 0-2. Right. They came back and won. They're in the same situation. If they go ahead and take this next one, because we know Spider is not going to get forty-five. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And, you know, if Kawhi actually plays Kawhi, 23, that's not going to yeah, happen that's not, again. No, He's no. going to be in the 30s or high 20s. Uh-huh. They're going to win. Are you one of those guys that is going to hang on to the nar- – not hang on – well, uh, yes, hang on to the narrative about Paul George being garbage in the playoffs? Because play I don't believe – Playoff P? I don't believe that narrative. No, I believe that narrative. Why? He's terrible in the playoffs. I disagree 100%. Since he left the Pacers, he's been terrible. I think that there's a guy coming on in the next segment that's going to probably rival that narrative – but I don't think so. Remember, when he was with OKC, this is a guy that was being talked about in MVP conversations. Yeah, okay? For a little bit. For a little bit, briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he didn't score less than 20 in the last series. He had three double-doubles to close out the series and four in seven games. How much am I paying you? Am I paying you to score 20? No. I'm paying you to be the guy to give me 30 points. When I Paul need George? To- How much is he getting paid? 30? That's Kawhi, man. In the playoffs? Maybe 25-ish. Jeez, you know? I need to play basketball then. <laughs> My Maybe God, I can't ish. get 30 in a playoff game? I mean, not every game. That's Kawhi's job, in my opinion. So then let me pay you like a 20-point 20, 20 guy. Hey, man, it's not his fault. Yes, it is. Why? Kawhi wanted you him. shoot the ball. Kawhi wanted him. And? They made the trade for him. You got to make Kawhi happy. Bro, you're getting paid a hundred and something million dollars. 136. Thanks, Frank. Thank you. You need to get – I need 30 from you. Okay, how about this? Uh-huh. Let me get two games out of a seven-game series. Give me 30. He could do that. He didn't do it last game. He I mean, didn't do it last series. series. He didn't do it last year. He didn't do it the year before that. But and he, what? But but hold up, man. He's Play doing off other things in scoring. P. Pandemic P. Play off P. <laughs> what about you, Vaughn? Are you one of those guys that 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 just uh, – they're not feeling Paul George in the playoffs? Because I am. And I think he's doing everything he needs to do. Take pressure off Kawhi. What else more do you want? Since they played Dallas, I watched the whole series, and he was the best player in – well, not the best player in the series, but he helped the Clippers win that series. Yeah. He was he was the guy who was – he would go off for a stretch of hitting 10 points in, in a quarter, and, and it would, it, would, it, it would give them that boost they needed to, to go in and win the game. So he wasn't playoff P, but I was wishing playoff P would have showed up last series. So – but he was he was he was pretty decent. He was pretty decent. Yeah, so man, I, 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 I Go ahead. I'm sorry. right now. I have it here. Okay, so game one, 23, 6, and five. Then he had twenty eight and twelve. Then he had twenty nine, 
Okay, this is Paul George. Uh, then 20, then 23, then 20, then 22. So he had and 28 and 29. Bruh, I'm not paying you to give me 22 points. So you I'm, just asked You him haven't given me 30 points once. I'm going to correct my numbers. The 136 I said earlier was what he signed when he was with, uh, with the Thunder. Last December, signed a four-year extension for $190 million. Thank you very much. Give me, give me 30 points one time in the damn playoffs. Remember, that's probably not the inflated number that we're making. Because the, the salary cap is going up, so it's a big number. But maybe it's not that... Pat Mahomes type number because look, the, the cap is going up. It keeps going up. So maybe that number is. By the way, Pat Mahomes' contract sucks, but that's another conversation. It's <laughs> terrible, actually, if you look at it. But playoff Pete got to give me 30 at least once. I don't care if he's defending on the outside. Cool. Give me 30 points. Because by the way, what happened with Luka Dantich when playoff P was on him? Uh, Luka did anything he wanted Thank to do. Thank you very the much. Whole so that means we had to shut down the defenders. Series. So you didn't give me 30 and you didn't shut down their best player. He so you ain't given, that good. He was giving Kawhi the yeah. business at times, but then there was a stat that came out that Kawhi, when it, he was the primary defender on him, Luka couldn't do anything. Luka uh, against do anything. who? Uh, Kawhi. Okay. Kawhi. We, I ain't talking about Kawhi. No, I know. I'm just saying that he, oh, I, 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 I prefaced that by saying that Kawhi was. He really could. There were certain points in the series that Luca was doing whatever he wanted to do on Kawhi. Because you know what he's doing? He's living up to his contract. You know what playoff P's not? <laughs> living up to his contract. Ah, I, I like, what y'all I like say. Paul George. I don't man. care what y'all say. I like no. Paul George, man. No. Not as a one, but look, he's getting the job done. What are you going to tell me if they make it to the finals? Because they're not nobody's beating the Nets. But what will you tell me if they make it to the finals? Cool. With him they they like, should look at their look at their team. With him playing like this, what twenty and twenty two? I'm not going to the occasional twenty eight and twenty nine a series. He got like you said. once. I'm looking at the right now. 20, 22, 20, 23, 20. That's the last six games. I mean, come on, bro. You can't even get in the 30s once? What am I paying you for? He gave you 28 and 29 in the last. You said two games in the series. Can you at least give me sniff 30? He didn't sniff it. I didn't see no threes. That was two. <laughs> that was two. <laughs> sniffing ain't no threes. I don't see no threes in front of those. Who you got coming out of the West, Vaughn? I know, it's a, uh, I know it's a loaded question, but I got to ask it, man. I like Phoenix. They're, playing, they're rolling right now. They're playing the best basketball, so I like Phoenix. I think I hope, I'm hoping for a Clippers-Phoenix conference final. I don't like watching the Jazz play. To me, I just I don't like when teams shoot like that for a living because it, I just don't like it. You want to know who else agrees with me? And I talked about this several weeks ago on one of the, on one of the shows. Um, Ray Allen hates this style of basketball. One of the greatest three-point shooters of all time, he was, on a show, he was on a show with Greeny, and he was talking about the volume of threes actually hurting the style of play in the NBA. That's right. The current best shooter, uh, statistically at least, in NBA history, says that he does not like the amount of threes being taken in, in, in the league because it hurts the game and it's bad for the youth. And that's, that's what's going to end up coming into the NBA. Obviously, younger guys and younger guys and younger guys. And pretty soon, before you know it, you're going to be watching a, a glorified L.A. fitness basketball game. What about coming out of the East, uh, Vaughn? Uh, the Nets. Nobody's beating them. Nobody's beating them. So it, that's it, your champion. It, it, I think it, we're in agreement him. here. Yeah. 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 man handling Milwaukee right now. And it, 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 it's looking terrible. Giannis looks like uh, baby Giannis Damn. right now. <laughs> mm. Mm. Baby Giannis. Mm. Did, you, did you guys yeah. hear uh, – that, that comparison that Jay Williams uh, said with KD and, and Giannis, and then KD got all pissed off. Why wouldn't you? I mean, he wasn't comparing them in the game. He was comparing them physically. And they're not the same. No, no, he they're wasn't comparing the physically. Dudes. They're not the same dudes. But that's what he was. He they're wasn't not. comparing their games or anything like that. 
And KD got pissed. That was kind of too late to get into it, but Kelly took KD took shots at Jay Will. Bro, when, <laughs> when you're when you're the tops of the tops, you don't want to be compared to nobody because that's true. You your own dude. That's true, right? And I got another story about somebody else, but yeah, Giannis is Giannis, two time MVP. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. You're, you're, but you're talking about the most prolific prolific store uh, score of all time. Mm-hmm. Giannis can't yeah. do what he does. No, no, he can't. No, he can't. So take my name out your mouth, Jay Will. <laughs> don't bring it up again. Straight up. Hey, yep. Vaughn, man. Um, we got to get over because I got a guest coming in at 1 o'clock. But I'm, I'm going to tell you what, man. We'll do this again next week because I definitely got to pick your brain about some more NBA talk. And we got to get into some football talk. We were supposed to do that, but I just kind of been all over the place. And um, It was Vaughn. He was late. <laughs> hey, hey, what can I say? Hey. Hey, it wasn't Swayze that was pushing me to be here, so I, hey, I, said, uh, hey, I wouldn't have showed hey, up if it was Swayze. Yeah, I would showed up ten minutes early. With Facts. Swayze. Oh damn! Yeah. So if you're on time, you're late. That kind of thing. Swayze time is fifteen yeah. minutes early. Oof. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Vaughn, man, you stay safe. All right. All right. Thanks, man. I was just trying to say. All, all right, right, man. Bye, right, my brother. All Take right, it thanks. easy, Frank. I'm thinking right. we should probably there just keep it here, Frank. Yeah, we should probably just keep it here because Kayon, Kayon, holy crap, Kayson Davis. Um, he's going to be calling in. Uh, is he, yeah, he'll be calling in a second. That's my boy, man. That's my boy from the Rundown Show. And um, him and Rich Perez, you know, they do a really job, really good job over there hosting their own podcast. And they, I was thankful enough to be a guest on their show uh, over the weekend. Catch them on YouTube. Follow their uh, Twitter page as well. They got a lot of good content. And Kason is on. And how you been, man? What's going on? Hey, what's going on, Mike? This is Rich. Rich, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm all right, man. Thanks for calling. Glad you were able to make it. I know that it was kind of iffy, but I'm glad you're on with us, man. With Brian Monroe, and he's talking some hoops. Guy could play some soccer. Guy could play some football, uh, basketball, you name it. So he's here to help break down some stuff, man. So um, there's a lot to get into, man. I know we weren't able to get in, you know, last week or whatever, but even with, you know, the Lakers being eliminated, obviously, you know, the Heat aren't in it. Philly's in it right now. That series is tied. What is it that you're burning on the most, man? Because I know, especially not being on here for, you know, past couple, well, last week, there's a lot that you're probably going to get off your mind. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a couple things. I mean, I'm still, with the, the Clippers losing last night, I'm still kind of, questioning some of the things that Tyron Lue is mm-hmm. doing. I, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you, Mike. I, I heard you and Kason are, uh, are pro Paul George when it comes to his performances in the playoffs. Yes, man. I am. I am. I really am. Let me, Brian just got off saying, oh, not got off, but was just on saying that no, because you need more from a guy that's just signed a $180 or $90 million extension. But this was, this was PG in the, in the first round. 23 points, 28, 29, 20, 23, 20, and 22. Had three double-doubles in that series, four double-doubles in that series. And the last three games, he gave you a double-double. That's that's all fine and dandy. But when we're talking about him going up against these these more upper echelon teams, I, I definitely need a little more. So last night Thank was you. it. Thank uh, you. 20, 2010, 2010 and two, four for seventeen from the field. That's mm-hmm. that's not going to cut it. And it's I mean, not. this is the same team. This is the same team that knocked him out of the playoffs his first year with Oklahoma City. <laughs> you talk. I get that, but listen, man. He like look. Roe just called for look. Give me at least something close to 30, 
twice a series. He did that in in, in the first round. No, okay. he did it. There was no three in between. There was not a three starting at any of the points that he had. Ever. 28 and 29. That's not three. That's sniffing 30. That's not 30. It's not 30. Man, you, you failed at math. You, you sure you went to the U? Hey, man, I ain't no math major. Look I'm what just, I'm doing. I'm telling I ain't, you. I ain't saying what, to say that I hated math. What was the field goal percentage? Because last night was horrendous. He shot, he shot poorly. I'm not going to – I can't argue facts. Okay, 4 of 17. He was 3 of 8 from 3, and he was 9 of 10 from the line. Okay. Uh, gave you 10 boards, 2 assists. He was a minus 3, all right, in 37 minutes. Not the numbers you want from a guy. But, again, this team was, first of all, handpicked by Kawhi, all right? Secondly, you don't need – you don't need 30 from him every game if it was just a guy to relieve pressure off Kawhi. You, st- you still know my stance on this, on the Clippers. My stance on is Rajon should be playing way more than what he is. Well, he played 28 minutes last night. I take that back. But in the first round, he was only averaging 19. That's, that, that, yeah. that, 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 to me, is my thing with Tyronn Lue. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much my my thing my thing as well. There, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people when they who want to argue against how many minutes Rajon Rondo is going to play, I would just tell you, remember, remember he affects the game in a lot of different ways. So don't look yeah. at the points that he's putting up there. Look look more to, actually, I don't I don't think I got a chance to talk to to you about this, Mike. But when they went down. I don't know if it was when they were down 2-1 or when they had lost the first game. Carlisle came out and said that Rajon Rondo was out there calling every play that the Mavericks were running before they actually executed it. That just makes that – they ended up winning the series, but the fact that he's not getting more minutes and he's doing stuff like that, that just makes the decision to not play him more even worse. Thank you. Thank you. Look, the guy, again, in my opinion, and I don't give a damn who disagrees with it, you're entitled to it, is the second best pure, not scoring, pure point guard in the NBA behind a guy named CP3. That's how I view Rajon Rondo, okay? The guy the guy started for the NBA champions last year. What more do you want? What did you just say? You heard me. Rajon Rondo is the second best pure point guard in the NBA. Not scoring point guard. Steph is a scoring point guard. Dame That's is a scoring point guard. Russ is a scoring point guard. CP3 is a pure point guard. Well, you got in your drink over there. I wish I had a drink over My there. My goodness. Are you I'm serious, nonsense? man. Are you smoking something? I'm serious. I wish. Nah, so. it's 100. It is 100% <laughs> true. We're talking about pure point guard, the, the, exactly what you want from your point guard. He gives it to you night in and night out. Set up your offense, play some defense. He cannot hit knockdown shots consistently, but he's shown the ability to, to score in other ways, man. Still a good defender. So if I told you if you could pick a point guard right now to start your team, you're going to pick CP3 and Rajon Rondo over the rest of the guys? I would not no, mind. That, Go ahead, Rich. That's, well, I was going to say that that's not, that's not necessarily the, the conversation we're having. We're just talking about pure point guards. Not, you know, that, Rajon Rondo is somebody you would want on your team. I don't know. At this point in his career, I'd say I'm going to start. I'm going to pick him to start my team. Right. I agree with that. Right, but. especially if he was on a team like the Lakers last year, who just need a guy to set us up, get the ball out of LeBron's he, hand. He, he, a, a, key, a key piece for the late, for the Lakers as well. I think this is something I, yeah. we, uh, we got to do this show last night. The, the, Lakers went out, the Lakers went out after last season, get, and they got rid of those guys saying that they wanted to improve on the talent. I said last night I don't understand how you – how Dennis Schroeder was an upgrade over Rajon Rondo. Nope. I could agree on that. Nope, he's not. I mean, when, he, when they drafted him, a lot of people were saying, oh, this is mini Rajon. He hasn't grown into that. 
you know, not yet. I like I like Schroeder. I like him, but you give me a chance, a choice. I'm taking obviously Rondo over him. But um, damn, Boogie got four minutes last night. Maybe that's another guy who could get on the floor. Who knows? But bottom line, I I, I want to see a Clippers and Suns series. I think that would be a lot of fun. Okay, uh, out on the West Coast, it's gonna be crazy. Um, let's talk about Giannis because uh, Ro was over here dogging him in the first segment, the first couple segments. Um, T- t- tell me what about this Nets and 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 Bucks series? You think the Bucks have a chance to at least make it go six, Rich? No, I think I'm, I'm going to give them a little respect and say five, but I think if the Nets really wanted to make it, they could finish the series in four. Damn, the fir- first game they made it a little respectable. I guess they they came they came awake from that from that game one saying we just got to shoot the ball better. But mm-hmm. game two, their shooting was even worse than game one. They really don't have any answers for what the Nets. And really, K- KD and Kyrie are doing an- another another argument I had with K- with Kason on the show last night. He was saying he doesn't expect Blake Griffin to to play well on the road. I think people need to start giving Blake a lot more respect than they're giving him. They're talking about him like he's a role player and just forgetting just who who he was in the league before he got to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Thank you. In Detroit, he was in a he was in a market that he didn't really want to play in. And then you also got to take into account he dealt with a lot of injuries over there. He's He's in a place where he doesn't have to be the number one guy mm-hmm. now. He's the third option on this team. He's healthy. He actually has got his bounce back a little bit. Not yeah. saying he's, lo- he's he's Lob City Blake, but he's yeah. got his bounce back too. And he's improved his game. If you need him to, to score from the perimeter, he can do that as well. So you got three guys that are that are going to give them a lot in this series. And, I mean, the the Bucks their shot their shots aren't falling. Giannis isn't the greatest perimeter shooter, so if you want to play zone on him, you just got to build a wall and keep him yeah. from getting to uh, from 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 getting into the paint. And then also, I mean, I guess Kate, I heard that KD kind of denied it, but he's denied a lot of things that seem to have been true. But <laughs> what we've been what we've been hearing is that he he took a little offense to people comparing him and Giannis, and it seems like in this series he's he's showing out because of that. Bro, I mean, listen. You can't compare the two. They're way. They're two different players. The comparison, obviously, just for if you're just now tuning into the Michael McCoy show on Sirius XM Channel 145, Slam Radio. Got Brian Monroe on the line. I'm sorry, here in studio, and on the line is Rich Perez Negron from the Rundown Show. And Kason Davis wasn't able to join us. Maybe he can in a little bit. But um, Jay will guys jump in. Correct me where I'm wrong. Made a comparison between KD and Giannis, saying that you know they're similar in this. I thought it was a physical comparison because I don't think Jay Williams is stupid enough to compare Giannis to KD on the court and, and at any point, talent-wise or anything like that. So that's what I got from it. And wh- where am I wrong with that? It's not oh. that he was stupid enough. He was doing it for clicks. That's all it is about viewership. Uh, it's about stirring up conversation. He's on ESPN. That's all they do it for. I would like to think he's smarter than that. It doesn't matter it's about smarter than guy. that. It doesn't matter if you're smarter than that. Your 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 producer's gonna be like, "Hey, we gotta stir up some controversy." You know you're good friends with KD, so let's put it out oh, there. Oh man, what you got to say about that, Rich? Oh, uh, I, I gotta kind of agree, man. Uh, the, the the comparison there's not really a comparison there. They're both two great players, mm-hmm. but there's, there's two two completely different skill sets. I think the only thing you compare is you know how tall they are. That's about it. Let me ask you guys this, and um, I'll I'll ask you first, Rich. Um, The Nets' best defense is their high-powered offense because this is how I look at it. You score at that clip, you're putting a lot of pressure on another team to keep up with you. And all of a sudden, you're playing at a, a, you know, 
position, out of style. You're trying to keep up with them shooting threes. And before I know you're down 12 points. Oh, damn, we're down 28 points. Oh, we're down 49 points. Everybody talks about the Nets and their inability to D up during the regular season. But if you're playing like this, minus James Harden, what, I mean, you only got to play defense in spots. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, I agree. Also, I think we they're not getting enough credit for the defense. That they're not a great, they're not a very good defensive team, but they can play defense when they really want to. Yeah. They remind me a little bit of the Houston Rockets a couple of years ago, mm, and some okay. of the things that we were saying about them. More, I'm talking about the Chris Paul Houston Rockets, okay. by the way. Um, more so in that, and a lot of people are talking about their lack of defense, but that was another team that when they really wanted to play defense, they did that. So they can they can play play some defense, um, but that that's when they put this team together. That's what we had all been saying. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to outscore this team to win, and that that's that's their bread and butter. Yeah, no, he, Rich nailed it on the head. You know, when they want to play defense, they're very active, hands up, moving around. Um, you see a lot of the guys like Bruce Brown. They're flying around, playing. You know, they're playing good defense, but again. Are you going to outscore them? That's the bottom line, man. The real question. And then are you going to get out of your game once you're down 12, 15? Are you going to exactly. get into their game with just pulling up in threes? you got to stick to your game. Of the teams left, I think the only teams that can outscore them would be Utah. I don't think Phoenix can hang with them. Phoenix would have to win in a different way. I don't think they have the guns. for. I don't think they have the personnel to stick with them. Utah is the only team that could probably – because Philly can't. And this is with Joel giving you at least 30. That's the only way that they will have a chance, and they still don't have enough. No. Well, I, I, think, I think Philly. I think Philly's defense is, can make that series a lot more interesting. But the, for, them to, for, for them to beat the Nets, we're going to have to see a lot more from, from a guy like Ben Simmons. Yeah. Damn it. Hackers, I'm a big Hackers, Ben Hackers Simmons. Fan, man. I'm a oh. – Hey, look, there was somebody – I hate this. I'm going to go ahead and say what pissed me off a couple of weeks ago listening to NBA Radio. I forgot who it was, who I was listening to. They were just dogging Ben in the sense that, oh, you cannot – you will never be able to win a championship with somebody sh- shooting free throws like that. I am not comparing Ben Simmons to Shaquille O'Neal, okay? But we saw it then. Oh, Shaq had a whole – Shaq was, had a whole – you know, uh, his cast was better. And Shaq was the most dominant force in the NBA. How much is that dominance helping with two minutes to go and in clutch when they send you to the line? I don't, how much of those 30 points that you scored in that same game dominating physically down low, helping you at the free throw line? That's why it's the same comparison to me. Am I stupid for um, saying that? Yeah. I, no, you're not. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you are. I would just argue though. The game has changed a bit since Shaq played, and those guys also aren't the same players. We talk about Ben Simmons, not the same, but in a similar fashion to LeBron as far as his skill set goes and mm-hmm. his size. Um, and then, like, like I just said, the game, the game's changed. So the, you got to come into this league being able to knock down your free throw shots and be able to get some type, some type of shot going from the perimeter. Right. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna tell you why I like Ben because he scores and people know that he can't shoot and he's still giving you 14 a game in the regular season. That's why oh, I yeah. like him. I, I I love Ben. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I think people definitely need to put a lot more respect on Ben's name. And I, as a, as a fan of his, I want to see him improve his game. You compared Shaq. I did not yeah, compare Shaq to Ben Simmons. I saw the Twitter. You compared them. I and then you just said 14 points when Shaq was averaging, what, 30.7 in, in the finals? How much is those 30 points helping you when you're at the free throw line with two minutes to go? Who was his running mate? Is Kobe helping him at the line at the end of the game? I'm just saying, who was his running mate? I just said him. Okay. Why? What does that over. have to do with anything? 
With what does that have to do? Not with winning a championship, okay? What because does that have to do with them the, at the free throw? How many times in the playoffs did they actually go down to the wire where Shaq was on the line? Regular season, cool. In the playoffs. A bunch. Yeah. Shaq and Shaq was, was big time. They I, almost I, I don't know, so that's what I'm asking you. I, yeah, I, I'm not I'm, a basketball guru. I, I need to know from you guys. Oh, yeah, it happened plenty because, look, they almost lost to the Kings, okay? They almost lost – who else was it? They almost lost to the Blazers, that alley, that, that Kobe to Shaq alley. They almost lost that. That one won seven. The Kings gave them a run for their money. And who else was it? You know everything I've heard from you? What? Almost. I, hey, man. But they won. I just, I'm just saying, I look at both sides of the fence. Yeah, me too, and the other side of the fence looking real good right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's true. I, so my point is, like, what the hell? So you're trying to tell me that every NBA champion cannot have a guy in the starting lineup that can't shoot free throws? Yeah. That's, that's crap. Facts. That's bull. Facts. Miami won it. Who? Miami won it with Shaq. Who was yeah, the Miami on the team? Miami won that championship. Miami won that. Shaq, Shaq was. I'm just Shaq saying. Was also a little bit of a um, himself. Miami won that championship. Dwayne Wade. Come on, D Wade did something Dwayne, that. Come on, yeah, tell him, Rich. Tell him he was playing like Jordan. Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's performance in the 2006 NBA Finals was the closest thing we had ever seen to Michael Jordan. I I've been saying that. I agree with that. And this is the guy that can't stand the Heat. But yes, it was. It was Jordan esque, like hell. Okay. What does that have to do with Shaq hitting free throws? Shaq was not a huge part in that in that finals run. They are not winning the title with Zoe starting. But it's not like Shaq had, was still commanding double teams. Of course, but you take him out of you take hey, him out of certain parts. What was he? He was averaging what, 10, 10, 10 in that series? Shaq was averaging more than ten. I, I don't have it in front of me. Rose's gonna look it up right now, but I will venture to say that he was hitting close to twenty, more than fifteen. And maybe even a double-double. If it wasn't a double-double, it was definitely nine boards. I don't know about his boards, but I, as, as far as scoring goes, I don't, I don't think he played, he played well in that series. I could be wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb and say Shaq averaged a minimum of 15 points in that series. Minimum. Wade was the, was, was the dog in that series. We all know that. But um, we're going to go ahead and look that stack, stat up. Rich, don't go nowhere. We just got to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the other side of listening to the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hello, this is Michael, the playmaker every three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and I am an NFL Hall of Famer. Trust me. You're listening to the best Slam Radio. And now we're back with the Michael McCoy Show on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We are enjoying a good basketball talk. Finally going to get into some football talk. Been a little bit off schedule here, but it's all good. I would like to think that you're enjoying the content being brought to you right here on the Michael McCoy Show, Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Live in the studio with me today, I am really, really happy to have Ryan Monroe. Uh, you guys should know him, you know, work on 790, obviously post-game shows with UM, played over here at the U, and I, I'm going to wear this out. Don't put this man in the box. knows what the hell he's talking about. So, a um, little known fact, or I don't know if it's a little known fact, but he I'm loves him some crown. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> that too. That too, all right? What about the crown? 
Love some crown. Oh, I love me some crown whiskey. But are you are you like do you like the different flavored ones? The apple, the peach, all that stuff. Vanilla? So it, it's so funny. Everybody asks me this, and I can literally tell you from one to ten which ones <laughs> I like and which I don't like. But um, I like the flavors, but I don't like. I didn't like peach. Okay. I didn't like uh, salted caramel. I didn't, I didn't like honey. Wow. And there was one more I didn't like. I was like, eh, those are disgusting. But vanilla and apple, those are cool. It's good to give a chick because, like, she don't like whiskey, but it's smooth and it's tasteful. So uh, apple is sweet. It's sweet almost to the point. It's like, yeah, but you, you use it as shots. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead, instead of getting a lemon drop, because I hope you don't go to the to the bar and get a lemon drop, Mike. No, boy. no. You know I'm, what I'm saying? I'm, I'm but a, no. You get a little whiskey shot and say, you know, give me the apple <laughs> with my girl or whatever girls. And, you know, she'll be like, I don't like whiskey. We'll just try this one. And see if that guy can bring you to the dark side. Okay. To the dark side. You know? <laughs> we are going to get back to the basketball conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, my bad. I know it's a student radio. No, it's I'm good, bad. man. It's bad. good. Look, the school's out. This oh, is the that's good. School, so they're not, they're supposed to be here. Officially, all, all today's the last day. Oh, really? I'll talk whiskey all day, though. You okay. let me know. Hey, listen, I'm down with that. <laughs> I, had a, I had a couple drinks last night. We were talking about guys not being able to hit free throws and if they should be able, not should be able to, but if they'll be able to win a national championship, listen to me, an NBA championship, being a starter, a significant player on a team. I'm thinking the yes, man. Like, what the hell? We, we're talking about that. And by the way, Rich, thank you for joining us, man. He had to go. He's not going to be with us. But still, Brian Ro are, and I are going to be talking hoops. And like I said, we're going to get into football in this segment and in the next. Um Shaq averaged 13 points a game when the Heat won the finals in 06. In that series, he averaged a double-double. So I was off because I said at least 15 to 20, but he did average 13. And, you know, they're able to win, so that's my argument. Rose says I'm comparing the two. I don't think I am. You're comparing the two. Fine. You're comparing. It's cool. It's cool. Fine. Just compare Ben Simmons <laughs> to Shaq. That's fine. That's, that's not a I don't think I'm doing that, but it's, it's, I'm not going to argue with my guests, man. Again, I appreciate you. Being uh, the here. point, you, we need to argue. We, it makes for good radio. Yeah, yes, yeah, it does. Okay, I'll come across this table right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna get beat up by a punter. Finish him. <laughs> I saw Fatality. It. Did you see the new one? Oh God. You didn't like? I liked it, but it was what? I told no Frank way. it was kind of cheesy, and he was like, "Uh, not so." I I felt it was kind of cheesy, Frank. I think it took everything back to the original game with uh with Kano and with Sonya, the way that they were able to develop their special moves. I thought the storyline was good. You know, Sub Zero and Scorpion were always rivals, right. so the way that they made that, that and was it kind of went full circle was cool. Yeah. You liked? I thought the storyline from the '90s movie was better. That was, no, I'm talking about the storyline between Sub Zero and Scorpio. I thought that was dope. This one just felt more like a like an authentic movie. I mean, um, storyline. Like the ones in the movies that came out, kind of felt like they were just put together because they were trying to make some money off the video games. I mean, this one I was like, okay, cool. We're gonna get some Mortal Kombat. We're gonna get some Mortal Kombat. They keep telling me about Mortal Kombat, uh -huh. and then we never got to it. And then we got a tease of Johnny Cage at the end. I was yeah. like, bro, <laughs> really? I mean, because they never actually went to the tournament. They fought. No, they did. They didn't. I mean, I'm look. I I will say this. I like the first one better. I did too. The original? Yeah. Out of the originals, the first one was better than the second one. Well, the second one, Annihilation, was like. I didn't see that one. Eh. But was, see, that's it why. Was super had, cheesy. Yeah, the Annihilation gave me the sense of they're just putting this together because there's the money grab. And that was the perfect time to do the money grab. I mean, that's how I felt about the first one a little bit. But you're right. What is Fast 13's coming out now? Fast yeah, 100? Yeah, yeah. The, you're right. The, <laughs> the, the first one did actually have a tournament when this one didn't. Yeah. But maybe they're building up to the tournament. That's. They have uh, to go you, to the you tournament. You nailed it. You said the money grab. They're building it up to the tournament. You want to see, okay, Johnny Cage is coming. So that means we're going to get to the tournament finally. But. I like the first storyline because you got the backstories and we got to the tournament 
and people like Sonya Blade, yeah. Haiti, you know, what's his face? They fought, killed him. You know, like, I like that yeah. aspect of it. This one was definitely the most gory one out of all. Oh, yeah. That was just, you can't, we can't, my four-year-old wants to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I like Trey, man. Um, let's talk some football, okay? Let's talk some football because uh, around the studio the past few days, it's kind of been like a topic of conversation. A good one, okay? And good points made all around. Dan Orlovsky tweeted the following two days ago. He said that reality is that Ryan Tannehill has become a top 10 player at the position over the last two seasons. He is now set up to have the best season he has ever had with the addition of Julio Jones. That was half the tweet. I'm not going to read the rest. I responded to, and I even invited uh, Dan via Twitter. He even saw the reply. I said, <laughs> yikes. I got, meaning ahead of Tannehill, um, Mahomes. Rodgers, Brady, Wilson, Dak, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson. And mind you, I didn't even include Matt Ryan. And I'd be stretching it, but I think you could make an argument some people might take Jimmy G over Tannehill. To me, in my opinion, Tannehill's not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Larry is picking him to win the MVP this year. Who? Kendrick Perkins. Is picking the Titans to win the Super Bowl this year. The Chiefs go to the Titans in October. I think it's like week seven. Ro, what you got to say about that tweet? All right, first of all, I don't know who Larry is, but I would like to meet him because I would love to put a bet down with Larry. So, Larry, if you're listening, anytime you want to come through the studio, let me know. I will bet you whatever you want that Ryan Tannehill is not going to be the MVP. And I know I'm not going to be able to reach Perk because Perk is big time, but they're not going to win the Super Bowl. One person no. is not going to change that team. And first of all, you have to look at situations when it comes to sports. Mm -hmm. If you're telling me Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback, if I take Ryan Tannehill and put him in a different offense, mm -hmm. is he the same top 10 quarterback you think of? No. That's he's Ryan Tannehill with the Dolphins. Because the problem is right now, he's got the most feared running back in the NFL. Huge part to do with it. Okay. They had the most eight in the box. Because we've seen the stats all over uh -huh. ESPN now. Uh -huh. They had the most eight in the box of anybody in the NFL. Right. Last year, I think it was like, uh, I don't know, 26 or 36% they faced Damn. eight in the box defense. Damn. You and know what that man, still went over 2,000 yards. For people that have never played the game or talked to an NFL quarterback, mm -hmm. that is heaven to them. Why? Because they have single man coverage, they're able to bite on a hard play action. You have to. Where the linebackers get sucked up, and all of a sudden, Ryan Taylor just goes, ooh. Look, A.J. Brown, bloop. Oh, look, Corey Davis, boop, John New Smith, and it's so easy for him. They're not asking Tannehill to win the game. They're asking Tannehill to manage not it. to lose yes. the game. You can't win a Super Bowl like that. If you put Ryan Tannehill on any offense, I'll give you this. Give me Okay, so that argument is very simple. If we had the same team uh -huh. with Derrick Henry back there, with A.J. Brown, with Julio. And a different quarterback? Would you take Tannehill? over 10 quarterbacks in that offense. You would not. I wish Larry was here. Larry, if you're in your office listening, man. Because did you name Stafford? I did. Okay, cool. I was about to say, because I didn't know if I heard Stafford or not, but like, I'll give you an example. Herbert. I was going to put him on there. The dude's coming, and he's coming fast. Okay? He looks good. I mean, it's really good. You know, it's, it's one of those things where I just literally just say, okay, cool. And, and it's, it's the same conversation you get in the GOAT conversations. Mm -hmm. Oh, this quarterback's the best quarterback. All right, cool. So let's switch. If I, you started a team right now, right. who is your quarterback? 
You're telling me you got Tannehill in the top 10 that you're going to start oh, a team? Man, Not with the best and most feared running back in the NFL right now. Right. Not with the most eight in the box in the NFL right now. Not with two stud receivers and last year a great a tight end and John and a good Smith. good O-line. And a, no, not even a good O-line. A great O-line. Yeah. And they lost Conklin in the offseason. But you're not taking, you're not taking Tannehill in the top 10. Oh, I'm sorry. Not you're me. just not. And this is no shade to him. He's gotten better. He has a 4,200-yard year with the Dolphins. He has another 4,000-yard year. Um, 38 last year, seven interceptions. I don't know, but I just, you know, you've seen him in pressure. You've seen him at his best, and his best isn't top 10 best to me. Again, that list, just in case, Ro, uh, let me go back. It was, in no particular order, Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Dak, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, and Lamar. And then, like I said, I didn't even include Matt Ryan or Jimmy G. There was another question that I want to get your opinion on, that I would really value your opinion on. And, Frank, you could jump in with this, too, because it was, it was a good conversation, man. And Larry was making awesome points. We were just agreeing to disagree. If I told you who are you taking between these three, Lamar, Kyler, and Ryan, who is it? Because Matt, it's Matt not – I'm sorry, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Who are you taking? Because it's not – it's not a – like, you, you got to win this game to go to the Super Bowl. It's a conference championship game. What's the offense? Good question. I don't know. It all, Any offense. It doesn't matter, really. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah, it does. Because give you an example. Lamar Jackson won't thrive. When, we, when people call people system quarterbacks, mm -hmm. I look at it as a lazy take. Of course yes. they're system quarterbacks because you have to fit in the system that you're, you're – you, what is your strong suit? Uh -huh. Lamar has to be in that offense. He can't run – a pro style, a spread. He just can't. There are certain quarterbacks that can do a lot of things, mm -hmm. but Lamar Jackson's not one of those quarterbacks. You have to fit his style of play. And that is what the NFL has gone to because gone are the days are I'm drafting you. You better learn my system. It's more we're going to draft you because you're a badass and we will tailor our offense around your, your talents. For sure. Right? Uh, if, if you gave me those three in that offense with the Titans, I'll take Kyler over the other two. Over the other two? Okay. Only because, yes, Lamar is a great runner. I don't right. think he's a great passer. So when it, comes, is in a great when it comes down to the two-minute drill, that's where he's going to be like, eh, and you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to want him. But if you give me Kyler Murray with Derrick Henry and those two dogs on the outside, oh, I'm good. What about if... Lamar had weapons. I don't think he'd resort to running as much as he does. He has to, though, because that's his strong suit, and that's what you fear. And if you take that away from him, we see what happens. He's not the strongest passer. We know that. Right. He's not going to fit in the, in, the, in, the, in the shortest windows. He's not going to do that. That's no. not him. No. His strong suit is, I'm going to do a hard fake, pull it, and go, like, even I'm going to run like a triple option. It looks like they're doing that anyways. Yeah. But the reason why his tight ends are the leading receivers mostly on his team is because the intermediate routes is a strong suit. Right. The deep ball is not a strong suit. No. But I'd love to see what they do with Rashad Bateman. Now you got a big receiver on the outside. Mm -hmm. Sammy Watkins comes, comes over in free, in free agent. Hollywood Brown isn't a one. You no. draft him as a one. He's a slot receiver. He's a small guy. Right. He's a utility guy. Right. He's not a one. I would love to see what he does with some big body receivers. Mm -hmm. But he's still... Not that guy when it comes to, I need two minutes to score. I agree. Because if you take away his strength, which is the run, who is he? There's other guys that are special. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. If you take away whatever with him, he's going to figure out a way to score. Lamar's not that dude. Ryan's not that dude. Ryan Tannehill's not that guy. But he has a beast behind him that everybody fears and nobody takes into consideration. 
if you put eight in the box, that's, that's, that's like you said, it's a quarterback's dream. It's a dream to quarterbacks because these guys are the smartest dudes in the football field. They know the ins and outs of everything when it comes to defense. And they look at it and go, <laughs> single coverage on the outside, a rookie. Okay, good. I'm gonna make him bite. I'm gonna have the tight end going on the drag. I'm gonna have AJ Brown over the top. And that's one safety over the top. That's you got eight in the box. You got one safety. So I mean, that's just like you're. Sorry to can't think of another phrase right now, but that is a quarterback's dream. And so I mean, there's another one. And you know what? I put the poll up and I sent it to Frank and and, and Larry yesterday because I was just. I was Tannehill was in my head a lot after seeing that tweet, and I was like, as a matter of fact, and I'm not calling him like a top quarterback in the NFL, but I'm taking Ryan Fitz. I might take Ryan Fitzpatrick ahead of Tannehill because maybe not for the whole season, mm. okay? Mm. But Fitzpatrick is a damn good quarterback that will give you six good games. Four. Fine. Four good games. Fine. You'll get Fitz Magic four games. But he won't piss me off like Tannehill would. It's because Tannehill, you can't ask him to win you games. Fitz Magic, you can. The reason why people get pissed off with Tannehill, one, he was overdrafted. Yep. Right? No one he never should have been that drafted. That was a pretty clean draft. Because he come out as a wide receiver. He was a receiver, thank you very mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um so you get that stigma of ready, like, yo, you're a top ten pick. You have to do X, Y, and Z. If you were a third round pick, nobody would care. Right. You'd be cool. Right. You're a third round pick, no problem. We didn't expect you to win the starting job. Right. But you're a top 10 pick. I need top 10 pick stats, yardage, and wins. I think that was the – and I still – I'll maybe not die on this hill, but I really believe that we would have seen a different Brady Quinn NFL career if he would have went to Miami. Because nah. I think that was the, no, I think no, that was that draft. No, no, no. no you don't think so? Nah, Brady mm. is um, – let me not say it on air, <laughs> but um, no. How many teams did Brady Quinn go play for? I mean, look – I'm asking you a simple question. It was a lot. Okay, thank you. It was you. a lot. Thank but you. thank you. Look, man, with, with young athletes or young, you know, anything in any sport, you get that beginning off to a wrong start, and that could throw you off. That's why I don't think Brent, Sam Darnold is going to do anything in Carolina. I don't think he's going to do anything in Carolina. Well, what is anything? Like, what, what, do, you, I don't what do you project them as? They're not going to win what? 10 games. They're not going to make the playoffs. He's not going to have the flip in the career that everybody else thinks. Okay, I have a good friend of mine who's joined the show, Phil Rosamano, who's a big Jets fan. Okay, and um, I didn't like Ryan. Not, let me not say not like, because I don't want to make it seem personal. But I wasn't a fan of him as a quarterback at USC. And you want to know who was laughing at me when I said Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback? Because this is when Jalen Hurts and Sam Darnold were in college. Everybody, I'm saying I'm taking why? Because he does not make mistakes. I get it. You shouldn't make mistakes with all these five stars you're playing around, but you're still not making mistakes. And he, guess what? You would take Jalen Hurts in that offense over Sam Darnold, take him USC and put him in Alabama offense? Yeah, because I saw it. What is I, Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold what, has arm talent. I need what Jalen Hurts is smart. Jalen Hurts, give me a smart quarterback over. Look, man, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Yeah, but look at the defense. Okay, Alabama had a defense. Alabama had everything. Alabama always has everything. Give me a smart quarterback and a guy that isn't going to risk – Everything all the time because he knows his arm talent is, you know, whatever. Like Kyle Wright, you, and I love Kyle Wright. Okay. But that's my dog. I love Kyle Wright. Okay. Bring him on. Have him call I, I, To me, that's the most ta- physically talented but quarterback. Here, to, here, to we, here we go again with Ryan Tannehill. Jalen Hurts didn't have to because what did he have in the backfield? Everything. Okay. What did his offensive line look like? 
Yes, first round everywhere. <laughs> Sam Darnold did not have that. So we had to I go know. and try to yes. win the game. Yes. So if you put Sam Darnold with Nick Saban for four years with that offensive line and that running game, he would be a different quarterback. Now, I'll give you Kyle Wright since everybody loves to bring up Kyle Wright as Three a different fan. OCs, four, Three, five. 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 Okay. five. How does that happen? You're here Every for four year, years. No, five. he was here for five years. Oh, okay. Jesus. Remember, he redshirted and he came in early. Five different OCs. That O line. Okay. That was, uh, yeah, you finished the sentence for me. Sorry, man, because that's what I was going to say. That's my biggest argument with Kyle Wright. He never had the right opportunity to show what he really that had. Kid is because a every year he had a new offensive man. coordinator. I don't give Listen, a damn what anybody says. Again, if you haven't, if you haven't played football, no problem. Let's go back to your normal job, whatever you do. <laughs> you get comfortable being a computer tech because you know the program. Right. Whatever program you're working on, mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with it. I'm good. I'd do a great job at that. If I gave you a new computer program every year, you'd be uncomfortable. If you're a plumber and I gave you the right tools and you get comfortable with this tool, yeah. you're cool. But if I give you a different tool every single year and you had to adjust to it, it would be uncomfortable. The whistle means you are making A1 points. Okay, so cool. You know. Okay, okay. So Kyle had a different OC every, every year. year. So every year it's different terminology. It's not, oh, 44-7, jet right sweep. No, it's four. It's like tango, got whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. Now I got to get comfortable with that. Right. Now, offensive line has got to get comfortable. Right. Our receiver's got to get comfortable. Communication. So you're uncomfortable. And another thing, I'll try myself here because it's facts. When I was a senior and Kyle was that dude, I was on the two-depth, two-deep chart as a wide receiver. Right. Your punter should never be on the two-deep. <laughs> Thank you. As a Miami Nuke was the best receiver, hurricane. Right? No. The best receiver that we had was Ryan Moore. Well, yeah. But Unfortunately, I mean, Ryan was just lazy. Okay. And I told they Ryan. They had Akeem, they had Ryan, they had Nuke, they had man, they got they had talent. They had talent. We 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 did and we didn't. We did and we didn't. Right? So Nuke was a great slot, but he was never a one. Right. Ryan was a, a one Should all day. He player. was just lazy. Lance Leggett came in as a five star mm, receiver. Man. Awesome talent. Played great as a freshman. I think it was more mental for for Lance okay. as it got later on as far as the drops, which happens with a lot of us. Um, Akeem was good. Akeem Jala just Talented. wasn't smart when it came to the playbook. Okay. Damn it. You know, right. I have great stories with Jala and Hester when it comes to the playbook because <laughs> it was just hilarious because I came in there looking at this offensive playbook that was thick as heck. I'm like, I'm supposed to learn this, coach? Jesus. They're like, yeah, you just need to learn X. All you got to do is X. Just no X and Z and you're good. Okay. I'm like, oh, this is easy. But man, those dudes over there, <laughs> they, they were struggling. And again, as a receiver... If you're not comfortable and you don't know the playbook, you're not going to run crisp routes. You're going to be thinking way too much. Is it the 12-step? Is it the 10-step? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is cover two. Is it man cover two? I have to adjust. Mm -hmm. Do I have to change this route? Mm -hmm. What's my side adjustments? Everything that you think is the worst way to play any type of sports. Right. You're thinking too much? Yeah, no, it's it's going to be terrible. Yeah. Now, back to Kyle. Every year, new playbook. All the receivers are thinking. All the offensive linemen. He's like new terminology. It was unfair to Kyle Wright. Kyle was one of the most special, talented Thank you. quarterbacks you'll ever see. Six foot five, Thank you. arm talent, stud. Thank but the problem was, is what did he get surrounded by? Thank you. Well, you know, we his know. offensive line was eh. We know. You had a punter at receiver. That's never going to happen. Coop was the offense for a long time. For, and it just wasn't, it wasn't right. So, you know, Canes fans, if you put, I'll, I'll give you an example. You put Kyle Wright and Coach Lashley's offense. With the spread, with this team, come on. 
I have been on record, okay? I have been on record as saying that in terms of physical talents for quarterbacks to ever grace the halls at the University of Miami, okay, you got King. I love uh, Morris because Morris was physically talented. Okay. And Kyle. I got caught at the top of the list. Kyle was mobile, too. He was an athlete. You just showed your age by saying those three quarterbacks and you didn't even name, like, Vinny and Jim back in the day. Physically as as, talented. Are you kidding? Physically. Jim and Vinny, arm talent? Yeah, arm talent. But with these guys? Yeah. Ryan Moore. That's about a Heisman Trophy where Vinny tested I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. He played and the league I, for I, how I many know years? I Kane's history, too. But, look, that, that throw that Morris hit Phillip on that Gator game when they came down in 2013. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was there. It was a flick of the wrist. Yeah. It was literally, and he was, like, falling back almost. No, listen, Stephen Morris had one of, everyone always talks about, like, oh, offense this, we had this defense. If we had, it's weird to say this, if we had all Al Golden's team's offense, <laughs> we took the many defense, many Diaz defense of, like, the 17s, and you put them together. Oh, my. You're in the top four every year. And I don't care what nobody says. You oh, are. I, I've You're heard in the that. top four every year. But you know what the problem was? Both head coaches were stubborn. Yeah, man. Al Golden didn't want to fire D'Onofrio because uh, that was his buddy. And their defense was terrible and god-awful. And Coach Rick was stubborn. Yeah. Which didn't want he, to let go of his quarterback coach. He, which was his son. And yeah. I get it. I love him because you're loyal. Yes. And he didn't want to get rid of his own offense because it was stuck in the 90s because yes. that was his thing. Right. If you change those two things on those teams, you're talking about a completely different generation of Miami Hurricanes football. Because that 2017, I talked to Amon Richards on our podcast, All Canes Radio Podcast. Got to talk about that, yes. Um, uh-huh. If you guys haven't checked it out, we asked him about it, about all those teams. Right. And he goes, you know, in all honesty, we were lucky. <sighs> he goes, if you go back <sighs> and watch the games, he goes, a lot of us didn't even know certain plays. Damn. Our defense didn't know certain things. On offense, we were kind of just Damn. getting through it. And I was like, I didn't want to say it because I'm, I'm looking on the outside, look like the old guy on the porch screaming at the young guys. But I'm glad you brought it up and said it Damn. because from the outside looking in, you had the rain game, laying them, caught the ball in the rain, oh, fourth Georgia down against Tech. Georgia Tech. I called that game, by the way. One bounce of the helmet, we lose. Florida State, laying them again. Yep. Two weeks in a row. We lose. I, those are just as we got lucky in that. And oh, when he, God. Amon Richards said that, I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I just wanted to, I didn't want to be that guy because yeah. I love my team. But you got lucky and they didn't know plays. That's he, crazy, man. He, he said, literally, teams would know exactly what I would run route-wise because I would only run three routes. I remember that part. I listened to that, so when listened he, to that episode. When he said, when I would do an adjustment, the guy goes, all right, you're going to run a post or a, a nine route. That's effed up. I was like, wow. And then, he still produced. As Canes fans, we know, everybody in the stadium went. When Nikosi went, everybody yes. clapped. And it's oh, like, yo, God. bro, what are we doing? That was the one thing that irked me the most about going and sitting through these games. And I'm like, guys, if, if the fans know when this guy's going <laughs> to snap the ball, don't you guys think that every person on the field knows when he's going to snap the ball? It, like, that it, it made no so sense in my head. I don't understand why that clapping was actually even allowed. It, it, you know, the clapping works if you have, like, an up-temp off, uh, offense that uh-huh. keeps their defense on their toes. Okay. Our offense didn't keep anybody on their uh-huh. toes. We knew third and two uh-huh. is going to be a dive. We knew it. Hey, here you go. Hand that off. Jesus right up the middle. Offensive line's terrible. Not going to get any push. Okay, punt. You want to know when you could be predictable like that? When you are physically that much talented and better than Alabama. the other team. 
Alabama or how Al- Kane's teams used to Alabama. be. Okay. And I, I and I I'm gonna say this because this is one of the points I put up Alabama. Alabama opens up with Miami Hurricanes. Oh, they do for the first game. September fourth. Okay. I predict. You get it. Miami's need to score forty more. Go ahead, say it. Miami Hurricanes need to score in the forties. You know why? Because <sighs> Alabama is. Am I right or am I wrong? I was try- I heard right. when you said that. I was hearing when you said that. And should we stay here, Frank? Stay right here, brother. We're going to stay right here. I was going to tell you, don't even take a break. All right. We're going to stay right here. We're going to F the break. Bump the break. Um, we have that power here, Brian. I see that. Y'all Y'all running the show here. <laughs> I heard when you said that, and I started to think, because I love to do this. I like to see both sides. Like, hmm, let me think of how I can say something that Brian's wrong about this. Can Miami's defense, are they good enough to keep Alabama under 40? No, because there's no way you get better losing two first-rounders. That's number one. Number two, the linebackers are still, you don't know what they're going to give you. And the strength of the defense, as much as I would like to say going into the season, is the D-line, but you don't know what you're getting with two first-rounders leaving. It's the secondary. I was going to say, the strength is no way the, the, the line. It's the secondary. It's the safeties, not it's even the secondary. Because, yes, we get Tyreek Stevenson from Georgia. Great talent. I think he's going to be a lockdown corner. And I love Blades. But we got two guys on the other side Mm -hmm. fighting it out, DJ Ivy and Blades. I Mm -hmm. feel like Blades played well before he caught COVID and Mm -hmm. caught uh, mitocarditis, I think it's pronounced, Mm -hmm. from COVID. Does he come back as the same player? Don't, don't, don't. I don't know. Don't discount, although I don't think it's his strength as outside corner, but your boy Couch. Is a no, dog. Couch is a slot. He's he's he gonna is. he he's he gonna is. be our nickel. He's gonna be our slot, and he's a beast. He's the dog. He is said this from the beginning. He is the guy. He's a dog. We lo- that's the type of corners we need. We need t- eleven can, of those guys. Can Tyreek Stevenson be that dog too on the outside? I don't know. I haven't right. seen him put on the U and play uh-huh. for us. Uh-huh. I've watched some Georgia games. Good corner, five star for a reason. I need to see it with the U. It's different. Tyreek, uh, to Corey Couch, love him since Chaminade days. Mm-hmm. Dog. Even even the best corporate cover corner to ever play it called him a, Call dog, him a dog at the All-American Dion. game, yep. Dion. If he says it, there's nothing I can say because that's the, <laughs> guy, that's the GOAT. I can't say anything. That's the GOAT. All right. you can do is listen to him. You see him put on the helmet, undersize, fights. He doesn't need to be on the outside. Okay. He's not an outside okay. corner. He does so not need to be on the outside. Seven and eight. Put him in the slot. Put him on their shifty speed you know, slot receiver, and he's going to cover that and be a beast. I'm a little weary on the outside. I don't know who's going to be the other guy. Blades played great before. Is he going to come back? Ivy is up and down. Yeah. He reminds you of Mike Rump physically. Tall, mm-hmm. lean, looks great. Mm-hmm. But he's a space cadet sometimes. I hate that. You got bombed by a punter against Georgia Tech. I know. It should I never know, happen. I know. I know. So, to me, your strength is safeties. Not, I'm not going to say secondary. Okay. Safeties. Okay. Because when you look at Alabama, Alabama's going to look at you and go, okay, what do they do good? Um, I guess Miami does good with their safeties and, and the covering. All right, cool. Let's run it down their throat. I'm gonna have another two, three first round linemen because we know Neil, the left tackle, is gonna be a first round pick next year. So you think that Bama's gonna win this game by by putting 300 plus on the ground? Hell yeah. That's what you think's gonna. All happen? they're gonna do is turn on the UNC game. UNC didn't do anything for all you Canes fans. UNC didn't do anything flashy. They did. they did nothing flashy. They were in the same play over and over and over again. You know what Miami didn't do in that game? Set the edge. They didn't set the edge. Tackle. Jesus Christ. But not even that. They didn't set the edge. So instead of having a, uh, you know, a gain of two, three, they were getting chunk yards. Six yard. and eight and, 10, and 60. 20, 
30. That was the only game I went to last season. I'm going to vent really I quick. was there, too. Okay. The only game I went to, this is the first game after my December 10th graduation, and I got gifted the game by my buddy Joe. Drove down to Homestead to pick me up, and that happened. Congratulations God on that as well. damn it. Thank you, man. But Jesus Christ. Listen, the interior alignment that we got coming back, Nesta's got to show up this year. This is his money year, right? It's, again, it's his money year. And Nesta is a very talented player, but Nesta with a dog mentality. Nesta does this. If you can't see my hands, yeah. it's a roller coaster because Nesta's up and down. He shows up in some games, and some games he's not there. You can't have that. I need a dog in the middle all the time. I love uh, Hunt. I think it's his last name. Yeah, yeah, Jared Harrison Hunt. He is super like talented. Him, I like him. Can he take the next step? Is the question. I'm a huge fan of John Ford because he's a monster. The dude is 6'5", 315, as it's listed on the website. And look, I've always said this about Miami defensive tackles in the past few years. You only need one, okay? You only need one to even be not even halfway decent, just to get in the backfield. You don't need him with double-digit sacks, not a defensive tackle. You don't need – just disrupt. Get up the middle because that's where the quarterback hates the pressure the most, you know, in his face, up the middle, A-gaps. Just one. Ness is supposed to be that guy. Supposed. supposed to be that guy, all he's right? Been, he's supposed to have been that guy since he came in as a freshman from American He was Heritage. hurt. You know what I'm saying? You know, Jordan Miller's more of a plug. Jonathan Ford, definitely a plug. Like I said, 6'5", 315. But just give me some pressure to let, you know, the strikers do their thing, the linebackers do their thing. And that's the difference between the linebackers of the past few years. They got a lot more athleticism and speed into that position. How do you feel about that with um, McLeod playing on the line now? Uh, and I'll say this. We forgot one dude, Leonard Taylor. I think the freshman Ooh, that, is yes. super talented. How much? I mean, he I could be disruptive as a freshman. I think he I can. think he needs to take the next step in the weight room before we get in the game because he supposedly Bama's men, they're not boys. No. Bama's men. They're not. Just so y'all know. Um, when you look at the linebackers, yes, we did get more talented and athletic-wise. But if you watch the film, they're not smart and they're, they're late. We got a different linebacker coach. Cool. <laughs> Finally, because I, I watch the games. I watch the games with a linebacker. Uh-huh. My best friend is John Beeson. Right. He knows a little something about the position. So I just pick his brain the whole game. Mm -hmm. He's screaming at the TV, do X, Y, and Z, because it's going to be this play. Damn. And if he can see it, and we'd be in the stands watching it, before the snap even happens, he's going to be this. Oh, kid's going to go outside. Boop, goes outside. Serious? And our linebackers just sit there, and they're – Hey, snap, check. Okay, go. Instead of going, okay, lineman's pulling, go. That one, one and a half seconds a is a huge difference between a tackle for a loss or a five-yard game. Damn it. And we're, we're, not, we're not smart on defense. The whole year we're not smart. We're just not. Whether that's coaching, right. whether that's not transitioning on the, in the, on the, in the, in the, um, the meeting room, on the board. Okay. If you say, hey, this is what we need to run. Mm -hmm. This is how you need to do it. And the kid goes, I got it, coach. And he doesn't end it getting in the game. That's on you, coach, to, to take him out. One, yes, figure it out. Right. Or two, right. take him out on somebody that understands your defense. Okay, yes. Now we got a new coach. Manny Diaz is coming back to play call. Cool. Are we going to have the Manny Diaz defenses of so, 2017? Great. I would love that. But we are super young when it comes yeah. to certain pieces on this defense. Yeah. Our, off, our defensive line is brand new. Zach yeah. McLeod goes to the D line. Transfer Johnson from Tennessee. Jahari, uh, Jafari Harvin, super talented, looks the part. Is he going to take the next step? They got to, man. I, I, I mean, don't, it's a I don't know. I don't know. When you come to your linebackers, I love Sam Brooks. He's, Me too. That's he's, my He's favorite. athletic. Yeah. He flies around. Uh, number 11 flag. 
looked great as a freshman. He made freshman mistakes, as he should, right. but he shouldn't be playing anyways. When you go to a big-time university, you should be sitting. Yeah. You should be sitting yeah. for a year or two. Yeah. You should get in the weight room. You should get mop-up duty, change your body, change your mind. And you're ready to go year three. Give you a perfect example. Nelson on the offensive line. Oh, yeah. Wow. What a story, man. Kid should have never been playing as a true freshman. And all of a sudden, now Miami Hurricanes fan saw Todd McShay's 2022 and draft. And they love him, yeah. First-round pick. <laughs> oh, my goodness, we got another first-round pick. Y'all were dogging the kid after Florida game. Yep. But you know why he should have been He went dogging? up against one of the better pass rushers in the freaking It doesn't make country, a difference. Man. He had no – he should have never been no, he shouldn't. on the field. Agreed. Agreed. The reason why we were never good in this decade, whatever you want to call it, we don't have the depth. If you don't have the premium depth, you're not going to be a great team. No. We, who, who's the gold standard in college football for the last 10 years? Saban's boys. Saban and Clemson. Yeah. Okay? If you look at their rosters, they bring in a five-star. Give an example. Leatherwood. We were in their top three for Leatherwood. First-round pick. He comes in. What does he play? Guard. In the NFL, because in Alabama, he was tackle. No, no. In Alabama, when he came in, uh -huh. played guard first. Oh, okay. Why? Because okay. they had Jonah Williams and the other oh, tackle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then when he comes a redshirt sophomore, redshirt junior, what happens? Kick him out to Jesus. tackle. Neil, that's their tackle right now, right. five-star kid. We were, in their, he, we were in their top three. He came to Paradise Camp. Where did he play starting? Guard. Damn. And then what'd you do? Kick him out to tackle. Damn. For us, we don't have that luxury. That's called a system. <laughs> when you have talent like that, that you can put him at guard, develop him, get his body right, and then all of a sudden, Jonah Williams goes to the league, New right tackle. Left uh, the kid that went to um, the Browns two years ago. Uh-huh. Kick him out. Uh-huh. Leave him. Oh, Neil, you're the left new tackle. What do you say to this, though? Miami returns the most starts on the offensive line. In Finally. Okay. Finally. This is going to be, you, you mentioned Stephen Moore's offense. This is going to be the most uh, mature, experienced offensive line since we had Feliciano Feliciano. And all them do uh, Tyreen uh, St. Louis, mm -hmm. uh, McDermott, all them boys. Right. And look at that offense. That's the one thing that's going to help De'Ara King. You have an experienced line. They're all, what, juniors and seniors? Pretty Some much. of them are like six-year seniors. Pretty much. And that's how you control college football. You need to have experienced men on the offensive line. Not boys, because when it comes down to it, an 18-year-old freshman is way different than a 22-year-old Fifth-year senior, of course, one hundred percent. You've played your body what, 30 games, is forty games. Way different. You can't depend on an eighteen-year-old true freshman to be your left tackle. I'm sorry, you just can't. And he, now, yes, it happens from time to time. But if you look at college football, majority our guys are redshirt sophomores, redshirt juniors, are like the complete plays. offensive lines making plays. Yep. So Miami's going to have to score forty plus points to win. Damn it. So I had. Uh, Chris Felica on a couple weeks ago, and I just asked. He's a big betting guy. If you didn't know, you probably do. And I asked him the bear, the bear from the U, from the U. Of course, it was an awesome show, man. We had a I lot bet of fun. he called in and he, funny guy, man, funny guy. And so I asked him. I said, "Look, you're a betting guy. Tell me if this makes sense or not, because I I'm not a betting guy. I don't know anything about betting. But can you give me maybe like an early betting line? Like well, he was like, yeah, sure. He goes right now, or maybe even leading up to it. I think 14, 17 point spread. I was what? That's it. That's what he said. I was going to say He said 21. that could change, but he was like, right now I can see Vegas doing it at 14, 17 points. I was like, wow. If Miami loses by 14 or 17 points, I hate moral victories, but I'll take that one. No. The former players ain't going to say that. I get it. I get it. But we're supposed to lose by 30. No, nah, we ain't going to say that. 
You ain't never I, listen. That. I'm just going by what people are saying. I look. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. Do I think Miami can win that game? Yes. What is it going to take for Miami to win that game? If you're asking Michael McCoy, yeah, let me take notes. A miracle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is it gonna take for Miami to win that game? Miami's going to have to play and coach a perfect game. What are the chances of Miami playing and coaching a perfect game? That's the question. Not can Miami win. Slim. What's none. the question? That's the question. By the way. Right? All the Miami games that we've lost in the Manny Diaz era are because of what? Uh, defense. He gets outcoached. Well, yeah. Every single game. Anytime yeah. that we go against a good coach, I know we lose. Look, we've had this argument. I know what you're going to say because your, your stance shifted. I'm still of the fact that well, well, more of the coaching thing, but for a long time, I blame things way more on the players than I did the staff. Last year, I – upped my staff blaming a lot, but the player blaming was still up there. Well, no, listen, you know me. I'm always going to put on the players. Mm -hmm. Always. Why? Because no one tells any great player to go catch more balls. Nobody tells any great player to go watch more film. Nobody tells any player to get out of the weight room. Right. You got to want to do it. Continuously for the last two years, this Miami Hurricanes team said the dumbest stuff that I've ever heard. Uh, wide receivers. Yeah, you know, um, we weren't doing the right things. We weren't doing anything extra. So now we're going to do that. I go, what did y'all just say? It's not cool, man. Rambo came in and said, yeah, you know, when I first came in here, we weren't doing this, whatever they were doing. We weren't even doing when I came in. So not only did y'all suck and do, didn't do the extra stuff during the season, it takes transfers to come in and be the wide, best wide receiver in the room. K.J. Osborne, best wide receiver in the room. Most mature wide receiver in the room. Rambo, you can look at the spring game and tell you who the best wide receiver is. I like Mike Harley. He's cool, but he's not the best wide receiver in the room. Woo! We need to do this again, man. For we sure. Need to do this again, because that, uh, that music you hear in the background means it's time to wrap it up. And we didn't get as much football as we wanted. Heck, we didn't even cover as much basketball that I wanted to. I really wanted to get into some crazy takes. We had some good conversation. And, Ro, man, thank you so much because this is a really – like the first time that I've had an in-studio guest for the entire show. Thank you so much for no coming problem. in, man. It was a lot of fun. This is not the first time he's been on the show. It's the first time he's been in the studio. And those of you that listen to the show regularly know that. But, my man, I appreciate that. No problem, my brother. Anytime. Uh, so, guys, we'll be here again. Not next week. Not next week. We're going to be off next week. We're going to take a break. But we'll be back the following week after that. Uh, same time, same place. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Michael McCourt. Well, we're listening to the Michael McCourt Show. Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Oh, sorry, Tuesday. I'm on Tuesdays now from? Same time, 12 to Same 2. Same time, 12 to hey, 2. So not next Copa week. America, oh. Euros. Check them out this weekend, Mike. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Okay, I'm going to be I want to see, I want to hear soccer takes from you after this weekend. <laughs> I got you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> stay safe out there. The views and opinions expressed on The Michael McCoy Show are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.